Samantha LaRusso. You know what she did, and now you're gonna pay for it. I'm coming for you, bitch! Banzai! Welcome back to the dojo, everyone. Come on in and welcome back, y'all, to the Never Dies podcast, where you guys know, that's right, Cobra Kai never dies, and it is the season finale tonight of season two, and I am your host, Karate Kip, and I got my co-host, Cobra Cole, in the dojo, too. Hello, and welcome Welcome, that's right, and we are ready to talk about some karate tonight, and how are you doing tonight, Cole? Pretty good, man. This episode was intense. Ready to talk about it with you. Oh my gosh, yes, me too. What a special episode we have for you guys tonight, and I am super excited as always. So hello to the listeners, hello fellow Cobras, and my fellow Miyagi-Dos. And yes, we are back for some more Never Dies. And that's the show about the two most important things in life. And that's karate and teen drama. And this episode is all about both of those two things. Beer and babes. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like this episode, Cole? Man, this episode... I don't know if I like this episode, to tell you the truth. And we'll get into that. I don't know, man. This episode, woo! Oh, yeah. It, it kind of ends on a downer. It's like the Empire Strikes Back of Cobra well, Kai. <laughs> we were talking about last time how, uh, oh, things look like they're going so good. You know, they can only mean one thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, I think we might have been right. It can only mean one thing. That means uh, things can only go down. But, you know, we'll see. everything falls apart. Almost everything falls apart. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, that's right. It was epic. It's the best karate soap opera on television you guys and i'm jazzed up y'all i have i don't have my standard two cups of coffee i got one cup of coffee and two mini sodas because my <laughs> coffee machine is not working but we still are going to make it happen tonight you guys he has two non-sponsored colas <laughs> yeah n- not yet <laughs> and yes i w- with all that i am ready and are you ready as well cole uh, yes. Me too. And as always, you guys, that brings us to our opening segment, and that is Cobra Business. And so, Cobra Business is in session, and do you have any Cobra Business tonight for us, Cole? Ooh, um... No, I don't believe I do. Okay, well that's all right because I have some. I got I got some good news, you guys. Some really really good news. The first thing we're gonna get it right out of the way. It's a brand new microphone for y'all. I'm trying to make this show as good as possible for you guys, and I really do take it seriously. And so thank you for putting up with some of the bad mics. We're we're making things happen here. We're learning along the way. But I invested in a new microphone, and I want y'all to be able to hear all the dulcet tones in my voice. 
So here we go. That is the first thing is a brand new microphone for you guys. Hopefully it sounds good, Cole. How do I sound? Sounds good to me. Hopefully uh, one day I can get there as well, man. We'll see if this one <laughs> I'm on now does all right. Oh, you're good. You're good. Not as good as yours, I think, though, man. That's all right. We are professional style now, you guys, on Never Dies. And we have some more good news as well. The actor's strike is over now, too. You remember we were talking about the yeah. writer's strike and the actor's strike? Yes, so they also got some concessions, and it seems like things worked out for them, too. And so the guild says they can start working again. So Cobra Kai Season 6 is basically back in production again. So that is some super, super good news. Nice. Cobra Kai never dies, dude. It never dies. That's right. Never, never dies. And so y'all know that is some good news. And we'll keep you guys updated on all the show news that comes out. And it's, an, an, it's exciting times to be a Karate Kid fan and a Cobra Kai fan. It's exciting times. So good for the writers, good for the actors. Now, you guys, I also have some more big news. And I have to really, really, really come out and tell you guys that where my loyalties lie. And Cole, I'm sorry to say this, my man. But things have just been getting a little too hot in the Cobra Kai dojo. So tonight, I have to tell you that I am no longer wearing my Cobra Kai shirt. Ooh. How do you feel about that? You know, I can respect that. I'm still wearing my Cobra Kai three-piece suit. <laughs> That's right. I hope because, so. <laughs> because, um, maybe I'll take the jacket off uh, for tonight. It's hot in there. It just got a little too hot for me, so I had to switch things up. And tonight, you guys, I am wearing my very first Miyagi-Do t-shirt. Oh, boo! Oh, yes. No, no, no. Cobra Kai is flashy and cool, but the teachings of Miyagi-Do are way better. I don't know, man. That's debatable. All right. We will have to discuss the merits of both Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai in another episode. And we will. Maybe that's a teaser for next season, you guys. Miyagi, don't. But I'm wearing it. It's a blue t-shirt. It's got the it's got the bonsai tree and everything. And I'm sorry, Cole, but I just had to tell you where my loyalties lie and show you guys. Because Cobra Kai is just a little bit too evil right now. <laughs> don't matter. I don't, I don't care how greasy it is, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to discuss the merits of both of these dojos in the next season, but there's just too much to talk about tonight. So yes, let's take a moment before we begin, you guys, just look back on how far we've come. It is season two on Never Dies, and when we started this podcast, I have to admit that I didn't really know anything about a podcast, about sound editing, or audio production, clip gathering, and I didn't have a good microphone until now. But I knew that I just wanted to talk about this amazing show with my friends and pay tribute. And I hope you guys would just see how much we love the show. So I did try to put a lot of work into it this year, doing the editing and making it as good as possible for you guys. But I know it hasn't been perfect. So I just want to say thank you to the listeners 
And if you guys were listening in real time, Cole and I, we weren't happy with the first two episodes. We went back and redid those. So we've done a lot of stuff uh, like that. So thank you to the listeners for sticking with it. It's so cool having you guys along. And just like the season one finale, I wanted to reiterate my promise of making this show as good as possible for you guys. And I do take it seriously. Seriously. And like I said at the beginning, we are a professional style now. So I know the show just going to keep getting better and better. And we have so much more planned for you guys. And Cole, I also wanted to take some time to say a big thank you to you, my friend. You are my binary brother, of course. And I love you, and I really do appreciate your time doing this show with me. I have a lot of fun talking about it with you. And exploring the themes and the issues. And there's just so much more to talk about going forward. And I'm looking forward to that too. Thank you, man. Uh, and thank you to the listeners as well. And yeah, I love you too, man. And uh, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad we've uh, been able to do this. And uh, it just keeps getting better. And it can only get better uh, from here on out. And thank you listeners for sticking with us as we grow. That is totally correct, but it's just a shame that you're in Cobra Kai and I'm in Miyagi-Do right now, Cole. Oh, we used to be no. friends. <laughs> no, it's, you know, like much like the show, it's very gray, man. There's uh, there's good there's good and bad aspects to them all, but I got to say, I, lean, I definitely lean Cobra Kai. There it is. The lines have been drawn, y'all. So, yeah, there's so much to talk about, and if you're done with all that... And I think we can end this edition of Cobra Business. Business adjourned. And y'all, everybody knows what is next. And it's time to get into that. Recap, cap, 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 cap. Got the live effects. And it's an echo of the last episode. And it was titled Pulpo, if you remember, Cole. Pulpo, yes. That's right. You say it better than me. So, things started off with those dueling montages of Sam and Tori training up against each other, featuring That's My Girl song. That's been your ringtone for the past few years, if I remember. (laughs) That's my girl. And then Sam and Robbie were about to finally tell Sam's parents about them and make it official. But when they walked in the room, Robbie's mom was there apologizing for being gone. And she was saying that she has to go to rehab and change and to do it for Robbie, which is good. But it was tough timing because Sam and Robbie did not get to tell Sam's parents about them. And then Johnny picked up Carmen to take her out for a dinner date. And after the LaRussos, Moon invited Sam to go to a party while Daniel and Amanda were also going out. Y'all remember. And hilarious stuff happened when it ended up being the same restaurant as Johnny and Carmen. And they were even sat next to each other. And we had those fantastic jokes. And they were not getting along, you know. But then when Johnny told Daniel that he kicked Crease out and that he wanted Cobra Kai to be better... Daniel started to see Johnny in a different light, and they started to become friends. 
They danced the salsa with their dates together, and they actually shook hands at the end of the night. Can the war still be averted? Man, they were uh, almost friends. Hey, they were friends. It it kind of ended up being a double date in a way. It was so funny. I like seeing uh, I like seeing Johnny and uh, and Daniel be friends. We all want them to be friends. That's it's why it's so tough. They're so close to being friends. They should have been friends for all these years. To be honest, could you imagine? Yeah. Wow. That's a whole other episode right there. That's a whole other episode, <laughs> y'all. Alternative history. But following the kids, Sam and Robbie and the Miyagi Doe showed up at Moon's party only to find out that they had been parent trapped and the Cobra Kai's were at the same house. She was trying to get them to make up. And uh, St- Stingray was also there with his date. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it was so there. funny. Tori challenged Sam to that drinking game on the stools, and Sam won, but she got too drunk in the process. And it was Stingray, by the way, that um, distracted Tori. I went back and looked at it. It was Stingray. Yeah. So while that was happening, Hawk tried to make Moon jealous by approaching the new girl, Piper, but she was actually Moon's new girlfriend. And so when Dimitri tried tried to console him, Hawk poured beer on Dimitri's head, and Hawk's a punk. Hawk's a punk. Hawk's a punk. (laughs) (laughs) And then later that night at the party, Sam was drunk. Sam was drunk. Sam was drunk. Hawk sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And she was kind of mean to Robbie when he told her to slow down, and he left her to find food. And then Sam was also talking to Aisha. Sam's a punk. Sam's a punk. Sam was drunk. <laughs> but then Aisha dropped that bomb that Miguel had actually re- returned the medal to the LaRusso's La house and had given it to Robbie, y'all. Ooh. Ooh. Teen drama. Teen drama. But the big drama happened when Sam went outside to get some air and Miguel saw her and he went to talk to her. And y'all remember, she stumbled and they kissed. So, Cole, God. let's talk about the kiss. Again? Okay, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> you know, we, the thing was is we didn't, remember we said we were going to yeah. go back and, 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 and look at it. So, did you go back yeah. and look at it? Review the tape. Um, did you go back and look at it? No, I actually, I forgot to review, I forgot to review the tape, man. But, uh, so what, did you, like, uh, who, who leaned into, was it mutual? Who leaned into it first, man? You know that I did. I went through it frame by frame for you guys. So I got to be honest, going back and looking through the footage. Slow mo. Did you put it in slow mo? Slow mo. (laughs) I promised the listeners I was going to do it. So it looks half and half to me, okay? But because Sam was drunk and Miguel was not, he is more at fault. They're both at fault, but he's more at fault, in my opinion. I don't know. Because she is the one that's drunk, and he has his mind about him. Also, he has to bend down to meet her kiss, okay? Because she's shorter. And, like, they kissed for a bit. It was not a one-off. Uh, one they kissed for a bit. They made out. So he could have pulled back, but he didn't. And so because of that... The kiss heard round the world. The kiss, it really, it really was... So that's what I have to say when I looked back and looked at the footage, you guys. 
uh, yeah, half and half, but more on Miguel because he has Man. to spin down, and he was the one that was dr- he wasn't drunk. I still just I, I don't know I just want to blame Sam for it for some reason. Uh, I know I know that you do because you're, <laughs> you're Cobra Kai. You got the crease crease on you. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you got that no. crease crease. No, we don't like crease around here. We don't like crease around here at all. They both messed up. But anyways, <laughs> that's how I felt about it. But yeah, it's a bit. It's both. It will. I will say it's both. And they both said they shouldn't have done it too. But then they stopped. But Tori saw the whole thing and she took <sighs> off. Man, oh my gosh. This whole. As the listeners know by now, this whole series, just a series of misfortunate, wrong place, wrong time events, you know? Fantastic writing. And to finish things up, inside the party, Dimitri had grabbed the mic from the DJ, and he was making fun of Hawk in front of everyone. And when Hawk had enough, he went to fight him. Miyagi-Do student stepped in. Cobra Kai stepped in. And right when there's about to be a big karate rumble... The cops showed up, and everyone started to split. And Miguel could not find Tori. I think I think Dimitri should try to be a stand-up comedian. He did have the stage presence. He was yeah, good with I think, it. Yeah, I, I think he could do it. <laughs> That's, that would be a good thing for him. I feel like he could do it. Sam told Robbie she couldn't go home. It was a big deal. And then when Johnny was walking Carmen back to her apartment... They had their first kiss as well, which was also a woo. That's also a woo. Johnny and Carmen, finally. But then when Johnny went back to his place, he got a knock at his door, and it was Robbie with a with a trashed Sam. Ooh. Yeah, and that could definitely throw a wrench into Johnny and Daniel's new friendship. Yeah. Because that's his daughter, y'all. And that is where we left it. This was a super crazy ending. And did you have anything else to add to that recap before we before we move on here, Cole? No, I th- think you summed it up well. I, 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 did, I regret that I did not go back and review the tape. In my mind, and I'm, I know I'm wrong, I'm biased, but I just want to blame I still just want to blame Sam for that kiss, man. She initiated it. She initiated it, dude. <laughs> there was the stumble. I'll give you the stumble. But... I guess you're right. I guess Miguel kind of let it happen. And he kept doing it. That's the thing. It wasn't like, yeah, well, so. <laughs> you know yeah. how I feel about it. Miyagi-Do. Team Miyagi-Do. Team Miguel. Team Miyagi-Do. <laughs> All right. Cobra, 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 Sorry for your ears, you guys. Hold the crease. <laughs> no anchovies, please. <laughs> okay, you guys. That was last week's episode. But tonight, it's all about this one. And this is the season finale of season two, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Cole, I'm so excited. We made it to the end of season two. We made it. We made it, man. Thank you so much again. And this one's fun, y'all. So it was directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. And again, y'all, they are two out of what is known as the big three writers of this show. So they directed it personally. So it was a big one. Cole, do you remember what the title of season one season finale was called? Ooh, gosh. I gotta go back. 
don't remember off the top of my head. That's okay. It was titled Mercy. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yeah, because we even I messed up the title, but it was Mercy, you guys. But Cole, do you remember what this one is called? This one is called No Mercy. And Cole, why do you think they titled this episode No Mercy? Well, that is the third uh, tenant of Cobra Kai. And it does play an important part in this uh, episode about showing mercy or not showing mercy. And we'll get into that. Oh, we will get into it. Yes, I think my answer would be it is one of the uh, lines that one of the characters says later. And also, uh, it's more of Kreese's version of Cobra Kai instead of Johnny's version. So, and I'm with you there. No, I agree with you with what you said, too. So, that brings us to the opening scene. <laughs> and, yes, we are in Daniel and Amanda's bedroom, y'all. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and they're waking up. Happy in bed together after having a night of fun. So their relationship seems to be stronger than ever. You know, they went through some some stuff earlier this season. <laughs> but I noticed that, uh, remember we were talking about the themes last episode? Yeah. Uh, Sam's theme was playing. <laughs> uh, so I guess I was wrong about that being her theme. Is it Daniel's I theme? Guess it's, it's like just like a LaRusso love theme or something. Uh, oh, yeah, because I noticed. I actually I noticed that also. You got you got me uh, on the themes now. Uh, yeah. And I, I noticed that as well. But I did I thought maybe it was, it was because they're talking about Sam at some point there. Yeah, but I don't know. It was funny. I don't know. But I was like, okay, <laughs> it's the LaRusso love theme. So the the LaRusso love theme. Yeah. Hey, some characters have two themes, I noticed, this episode. So oh, that's okay. another thing we can talk about. Yeah. So after they got up, y'all, Daniel went to say good morning to Sam in her room, but she wasn't there. Ooh. Her little brother Anthony was, though. He was playing on a tablet, as he does. As usual. Uh-huh. But he hadn't seen her either, but he did want something. Do, do you remember what he wanted? I think he asked uh, Daniel to make him some waffles and uh, from scratch. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, he's looking for his daughter and stuff. Yeah, give me some from scratch, please. Thank you. Not the frozen ones. Not the frozen. Come on now. This isn't a Holiday Inn or something. Uh, then Amanda was calling Sam, but she wasn't picking up. And then Robbie wasn't answering Daniel's text, so her parents are starting to worry. Still keeps going to her voicemail. Robbie's not picking up either. You think they're together? Well, they're teenagers. Who have been living together all summer. No way. I'm not ready to go there. You know, I trusted Robbie. Sam better be okay. And because they started to suspect something happened, this is like affecting Daniel and Robbie's relationship right now, okay? Because of what, because Sam got drunk, unfortunately. Robbie's going to kind of take the, the heat here. And what's about to happen here, you guys, I don't want people to forget that Daniel. The Daniel and Robbie connection. We At the beginning of this season, we had them training together. And we had the Miyagi-Do fix-up. And then we in the first season, we had the lake and the All-Valley and all that stuff. And it got me thinking, Cole. 
It got me thinking that this relationship has been good for Robbie. He's he's been learning a lot of stuff from Daniel. You know, he found balance through martial arts, and he's you know he spends a lot of time training, and he helped you know with the dojo and everything with Daniel, and he sees he sees him as a father figure. Right. And I, I was also going to make the point that we don't see Daniel hanging out with a lot of friends his age okay like we may he may have friends that are like off camera or he might hang out with Louie or Anoush but he's also like really busy with his family and his business and the dojo that's a lot so in the first two seasons he was spending a lot of time with Robbie like I was saying and what I'm trying to get to him what I'm trying to get here Cole my question is could Daniel and Robbie be best friends right now yeah, well, I think Daniel's, you know, sees him more as a, he's like a mentor, you know. So I think he sees definitely sees Robbie as more like a like a son type instead of a, you know friend. Right. Well, they yeah they have a really really close relationship is what I'm just trying to get at. Yeah, he they they trust each other, you know. But yeah, Daniel's definitely like a father figure to to Robbie. Big time. Big time, big time, um, and it sucks because all this stuff is starting to put a dark cloud on their relationship. And Amanda even said, you know, maybe their uh, Sam and Robbie were like hooking up behind their back, which and it makes it worse because they are. But they were trying to, t- they were just about to tell them and all that stuff. And just like you yeah. said, Cole, it's always bad timing. <laughs> always, the show just. It just, yeah, it has to make you, it has to make you, it has to do it to you. <laughs> my heart, oh, my heart. Yeah. Well, at that moment, y'all, Sam got some messages from her, on her computer, and in an effort to find out what was going on, Daniel tried to log on, but he did not know her password. But Amanda got on, and she got it on the first try. She knew it. Uh, Daniel gave her a look, and he was like, she and, and she was like, you know, not right now. But I was going to say, how do you think Amanda knows Sam's password? I don't know. I mean, but I remember, like, she was like, scolding Daniel for snooping on her, like, a few episodes ago. And now, like, she just automatically just knows her password. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she screen hacked it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure it, I couldn't figure it out either. But then it also got me thinking, what do you think Sam's password would be? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea, man. Uh, I like octopus, smoothies. Uh, octopus 69. Octopus. <laughs> Exclamation point. I can't believe you just went there. I can't believe you just went there. Yes, yeah, explicit for sure. I was thinking more like I like smoothies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yeah, sure. It could be octopus hey, uh, 69. Whatever, man. Just some, some random numbers, you know? Let's do some random yeah, numbers out there. Pretty, pretty random. <laughs> oh my lord, Cole. Oh my lord. But Amanda got in. She hacked in. Skinny dip bonged up 420. That's, there it is. There it is. Uh, but who was mess? Do you remember who was messaging her, Cole? It was uh, Aisha, I think, right? That's right. That's right. What did she say? What did she want? Uh, I was kind of wondering uh, if she made it out all right uh, because the cops came and she'd been drinking. So each one of those, she's okay. So that's bad stuff, bad stuff. Really alerted the family. Then Daniel had the idea to use the iPhone app. And he saw that she was in Reseda. And oh man, 
I think we are headed for a collision course here now. So what do you think about that opening scene there, Cole? Well, looks like, like you said, you know, Daniel uh, uh, has repaired his relationship. Though we'll see how long that lasts. And now he's going to track down his daughter. So uh, about to see uh, how much trouble Sam's going to get into, looks like. You can feel it coming. You can feel it coming because that takes us right into the next scene at the Reseda Heights. And oh no, here we go. Sam was sleeping off the previous night in Johnny's bed, I guess it looked like. Robbie was in the room too. And how long do you think it's been since Robbie's been in Johnny's apartment? God, probably since he was a little kid or something. That's right. I bet it was a long time. While waiting for Sam to wake up, Robbie was looking around the room, too. And he found a box of Johnny's old karate trophies. And he was, like, looking at them, if he saw. And he, and he found what looked like a couple of Robbie's childhood drawings that Johnny had kept. And this was kind of a touching scene. There was a drawing of, like, a dinosaur and a horse and stick figure drawing of, fa- of the family. You know, Johnny, Shannon, and Robbie yeah. together. They were smiling. There was a tree, and there was a red car, too. And it <laughs> said, at, at the, right, there was a red car, right? Yeah, Johnny's fire, or Firebird, I think it was. Or? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, it said, to daddy, love Robbie. And how did that make you feel, Cole? Uh, a little sad, man. Because I guess uh, Robbie this whole th- time just thought his dad just absolutely did not care about him at all. Little did he know that Johnny was actually keeping all this stuff and thinking about him the whole time. Man, it got me good, too. Yes, the Johnny-Robbie relationship is one of the most interesting parts of this show. And yeah, that scene really did make me feel something, too. And yeah, he he kept all those drawings. So, And he kept them because he still loves his son, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. So he needs to start actually doing it and showing it. You know, there's so much to work on. Uh, it's the most. It's one of the most interesting relationships, though. So I'm glad you feel the same way about it. And while looking at those drawings, Robbie was smiling a bit. Yeah, and I think he was surprised that Johnny held on to them for so long. Johnny was in the kitchen though, and he was making the breakfast of champions for them. And other than Coors and Slim Jims, what is another breakfast of champions that Johnny knows? There, Cole. It looks like what fried bologna and scrambled eggs. Uh, yeah, and ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that'll cure any hangover. So while he was doing that, Johnny's phone went has went off, and he's been struggling with a new smartphone. You know, Johnny versus technology and all that. He was getting annoyed about the new updates as as Robbie came out of the bedroom. And he started to say thanks for letting them crash there. Thanks for letting us crash here last night. It's no problem. But look, I'm going to have to tell LaRusso about this. It's this kid. Wait, please don't. If he sees her like this, it'll crush him. Let me take the blame. I'll say I got drunk and told Sam to bring me here. So he's taking the blame for everything. But And he's also like throwing, you know, that would affect Daniel and Robbie's relationship. And, and you know, to save yeah, Sam. He's, he's willing to, yeah, throw away his relationship with Daniel to save Sam, which... Robbie, that's dumb. Don't do that, Robbie. That's dumb. Well, I don't think it would be the biggest. You know, it, it definitely would throw a wrench in their in the 
you know, relationship, but I don't think it would ruin it. Maybe just because he got drunk one time, but but yeah, he yeah, it, it it would affect it a little bit for sure. Maybe you know, maybe even a lot. So he's definitely taking a lot of heat here. Uh, but and Johnny recognized that, so so it's all good. But wait, <laughs> outside the apartment. Daniel has tracked Sam's phone to the Reseda Heights, and he found Johnny's car, and he knows something is up. Oh, and he's mad. He's mad, yeah. He started knocking on the door. You know, do you remember what happened next here, Cole? Yeah, he uh, he comes up to Johnny's door and starts uh, uh, knocking on it, and while Robbie and uh, Johnny are talking, uh, Johnny uh, told Robbie kind of slay low and go hang out in the other room while he uh, waits for Daniel to cool down. But uh, he opens the door, you know, he greets Daniel. He says, hey, you know, cool off. But uh, Daniel uh, is, is angry. He keeps on demanding to uh, have Johnny let him in. And then Daniel kicks the door open. He did. And, and before all hell breaks loose here, Cole, I just wanted to ask you, can you see where Daniel is coming from? Oh yeah, I mean, his, he doesn't know where his daughter's at. He knows that she may have been drinking, and that the uh, cops were uh, called to the party that she was at. And all of a sudden, she somehow ends up at Johnny's house. So he's angry, and uh, he didn't care what happened. He wants to see his daughter immediately. Which I guess I kind of get that. You know, if you're if you're a parent and you don't know where your child is and they end up at somebody's house that you're not sure about, then yeah, you immediately probably would want to do anything you can to get to your kid. Team Daniel. Eh, Daniel's still a hothead. <laughs> yeah, he's coming in hot. Can you see where Johnny <laughs> is coming from? Yeah. Johnny uh, wants to be there for his son. So making up for lost time a bit there. He wants... Uh, Robbie to feel comfortable coming to him if he does need help, I guess. So that's why Johnny didn't refuse. And he right now he's even trying to you know have his son's back. He tells Robbie, "Hey, go go hot over there while I, while I sort this out." So I think uh, you know it's definitely too little, too late. But Johnny's trying to make up for lost time there, in a way. Yeah, as you can see it from both sides, and that's well said there, Cole. You you said it perfectly. I, you can see where both of these guys are coming from, and it's the beach scene all over again, in a way. I guess in a way, right there, they're both protecting. They're, they're both protecting their kids, each other's kid. Uh huh. Yes, and all that commotion it, it woke Sam up in the bed, and that would be a terrible way to wake up. And Robbie closed the door as Johnny. You know, they started getting into their fighting stances yeah. after you saw that. It was just like the 84 tournament. Sam? What the hell is wrong with you? Flashback to it. Some flashback scenes. Yeah, and I love when they splice in the old movies with the show. That's like one of my favorite parts. Do you like that when they do that? Yeah, I love it. 
Oh my gosh, me too. That's, that's, that's what we want. That's what we eat up. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. It was perfect. <laughs> they went in their fighting stances, and just like in the 84 tournament, Johnny was striking first with some punches, and Daniel was blocking. I couldn't believe they were fighting. It was so crazy. The music as well. And Daniel was trying to go through. Johnny sp- spun him around, and then Daniel ended up kicking Johnny, and it ended up Knocking down the TV that was on the wall. He just hung it up. <laughs> and yes, you guys, there it is. Johnny TV death number two. Mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> Sam heard all the commotion, and she started getting up finally. And we cut back to the living room where Daniel and Johnny were facing each other. And yeah, he was like, you want to finish this? They were talking trash. And, you know, just as they started coming together again Sam and Robbie ran in if you remember and they stopped them from fighting at the last second oh my gosh I couldn't believe it Daniel asked Sam if she was okay you know she was upset but she said she was fine and Daniel said well you know why didn't you call or text us really put her on the spot there and if Sam told the truth right there like she would be in trouble like if she just told the truth and she didn't yeah. really know what to say. Then Robbie stepped in, and it sucked because he said, "Mr. Larusso, it was my fault. I brought her here and took the took the blame." Team Robbie. Sam, what happened? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm fine. Well, why didn't you call or text us, Mr. Larusso? It was my fault. I brought her here. Team Robbie, y'all. So Daniel got mad at him. He was like, "Don't even start," you know. Dude, Johnny. It, it sucks because they just, you know, all that stuff I was saying earlier. Yep. Daniel took Sam out and he told Robbie, yeah, if you, he said if you want to end up like Johnny, that's up to you. And man, that's another slight Ooh. on Johnny. Yeah. Sam was like, please, Dad. But Daniel said, I don't want to hear it. You know, it's like definitely a parental's t- teenager argument there. And as they left the apartment, Daniel turned around and looked at Johnny, and they stared right back at each other. And I feel like the rivalry is 100% back on, isn't it, Cole? Yeah, they're just right back to where they started. <sighs> and, man, oh, that hurts, To he, he told Robbie that giving him a second chance was a mistake. Man. You're right. You know that hurt Robbie more than anything. I saw it in his eyes. I saw it in his yeah. eyes. That one stung. That one broke his heart because he needs that father figure aspect. He does. Maybe maybe Johnny can step up. You're right. You're right about all that. So Daniel slammed the door, and as he did so, we got the Cobra Kai title screen in yellow this Ooh. time. And, man, it's always super crazy when it's in yellow. And what in the world did you think about all that, Cole? Man, just like we said earlier, back just when you think things are going good, it all comes crashing down, dude. And we're it's already starting to in this episode. Yeah, the friendship we we thought there was a friendship now between uh, Daniel and Johnny that seems like it is completely gone now. They're right back to where they started. I feel like the show is just playing with our hearts at this point. It does man? It does just pull, just pulls you back and forth. Tug of war. Yes. Oh, my heart. We love it, though. We're here for it. Let's see how it all shakes out. Because at the next scene, you guys, 
We are at West Valley High School, and this is the first day of school. Everyone was getting dropped off, and we had a special song playing. And do you remember what oh, yeah. song that was, Cole, and where it was from? It's uh, Cruel Summer by Bananarama. And that is from the first movie. Oh, tell him what he's won. That was perfect. That's exactly where it is. It's so cool that they brought it back. So cool. I mean, it's the same high school and everything. It's so amazing. Even like those logos and stuff. It's all so great. It's all a bonus, you guys. Like I said, it's all a bonus. So we had a big banner out front that said, Welcome back, students. And the hallways were filled with people. Old friends are meeting up, and it's the first. And the first day back to school is always a big one, isn't it, Cole? Definitely. Yep. People are still trying to find their lockers and everything. Miguel was looking at his phone and his texts. You know, he was trying to get in touch with Tori, and so she's still out in the shadows. Late to her first day of school. Yeah, she's missing from the party still, and nobody knows that she saw the kiss yet seems like nobody knows that yeah and you're right Aisha said missing the first day of school is not a good sign yeah so she's out in the shadows still we cut to Daniel dropping Sam off and yeah she was complaining that she couldn't drive her own car you know and he was like you wanted to drive your own car today you wouldn't have done what you did dad how many times do I have to tell you I'm sorry I made a mistake everyone makes mistakes but when you get in trouble, you come to me or your mom, not that guy. I'm sorry I didn't come to you and mom. That was my fault, not Robbie's. So, so that's that's how that's how angry he. If he meant if he meant Robbie, then that's that's that just shows you how upset he is with Robbie at this point. He didn't want to call him by his name. That guy, exactly. I had to write it down because it seems like he may have been talking about Johnny, but you know, I think he yeah. was talking about Robbie because. Sam immediately defended Robbie. You know, he followed it by saying, um, you know, she said it wasn't his fault. And Daniel said, I thought I could help him, but he has his own family and I have to focus on mine. But does Robbie have his own family? (laughs) Barely. I mean, I guess he kind of has Johnny now. (laughs) Kind of. So, man, yeah, Robbie really doesn't have too much to lean back on, though. Daniel ended their conversation by saying, this year, just try to focus on pre-calculus. And I, and I took that to mean, like, focus on school, not boys. You yeah. It's causing all this all these problems. <laughs> definitely what he meant. Uh-huh. So who knows if they are even allowing Sam to talk to Robbie right now. You know, probably not. Teen drama, y'all. Can't stop kids from talking to each other at school. You can't really. You can't. And, you know, Sam rolled her eyes and she got out of the car. But, yeah, have you ever had something like that happen? You know, been in trouble for, like, seeing someone or had someone get in trouble for seeing you? No, I was I was probably the kid that other kids got in trouble for. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were the, you're the I was probably the, the kid other kids got, got grounded from hanging out. No, I'm, gotcha. jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, that's that never happened to me growing up. There's, it'll either drive people apart or, or it'll like bring them like super close together, you know, like Romeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah. 
So we'll see what happens with I that. I had a friend that happened to. He, his parents should have ground him from seeing a, a girl that he was with, and he totally ignored it. <laughs> yeah, it like it like makes him double down. Yeah, exactly. That's how kids are. You got to feel like you got to like you got to fight for your love, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that shakes out. Because over in Johnny's car, he was dropping off Robbie. He had that red backpack for him saying he got him some pencils and some papers. <laughs> he wasn't sure what he needed. Classic Johnny there. He said, I, I tried to get you a trapper keeper, but I couldn't find one. Are, are those still cool? <laughs> I think they are still around. Oh, they are still around and they are still cool. But uh, I loved Robbie's response. He just very seriously looked at him and said, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think he said uh, his head a fighter jet on it you think it's because he likes iron eagle yeah 100 percent, and iron eagle too <laughs> and iron eagle too uh I, yeah i remember that one it was it was totally rad i uh, saw so i think i think it had the one that has some planets on it did you have uh which trapper keeper did you have cole i had the one that uh wasn't a trapper keeper that the one that only probably cost like two bucks you had a spiral notebook yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. My parents, are, my parents were going to spend money on a trapper keeper. It's like that's that's an that's an unnecessary expense. Uh-huh. With a pencil through the rings, it's <laughs> funny. But you know, Robbie was looking real sullen and quiet. You know, and Johnny asked him, he's like, "Are you nervous for your first day of school?" Okay, nervous about your first day? No. Just feel bad about Sam and the Russos. I know you don't want to hear it, but Mr. LaRusso was good to me. Miyagi-Do Karate helped me out a lot. And what do you think he meant by all that? Uh, he just, he feels bad about what happened. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he respects Daniel, and he uh, valued the relationship he had with Daniel, and he's uh, feeling bad that he pretty much uh, messed that up. I'm glad you... Picked up on that, you know, I just wanted to point out that he's, like, not angry, you know. He's he's not mad at Sam. He's not mad at Daniel, where some people might be in that situation. He just feels bad about it. He knows. So I just want to say Team, team Robbie on that one. Uh, so he went on to say that Johnny doesn't want to hear it, but Mr. LaRusso was good to him. And he said that Miyagi-Do Karate helped him out a lot. And I think that he wasn't just referring to martial arts, okay? I think Robbie was referring to was how, like, Miyagi-Do helped him with his anger issues a little bit. You know, learn about respect and honor and helped him find balance. Well, not only that, I mean, Daniel gave him a place to live. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right, you're right, took, you're right. Took care yeah. of him, gave him food, and yeah. A job, kind of. Well, I guess he was already working there. But, yeah, you're right. The house and everything is... is it's definitely a big part of what he was saying, too, I think. But, yeah, what I was also saying about the martial arts is that I was wondering, I wish Robbie could have met Mr. Miyagi. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of similarities between Daniel and Robbie. You know, they're both troubled kids without dads. They needed a father figure. So I think Robbie is the one out of the new characters that needed to meet Mr. Miyagi the most. Oh, that that poses a good question, man. Right now, uh, and this is spur of the moment. One, who, who do you think is more like Daniel, uh, uh, Robbie or, or Miguel? 
I would say Dan. Uh, sorry, I was going to say uh, Robbie because he's in mm. the ways of Miyagi Do. He's, I mean, he did the whole muscle memory thing and the the whole. You know, I you know he is the Karate Kid man. He built the dojo. He did the whole towel thing and he's learned all yeah. the all the stuff. You know, he built the. I mean, think about it. He he built up the Miyagi Do dojo with his own two hands. So that's don't get any better than that. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Miguel is also like Daniel in a lot of ways, but because Miguel has learned in the ways of Cobra Kai is is what the the big difference. Been corrupted by the Cobra Kai, <laughs> Greasy Crease. That's right. That's right. Miyagi Do. Johnny, Team Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're right about all of that too. So Robbie finished by saying that he thinks Johnny and Daniel can learn something from each other. He's not, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Listen to your son. Johnny looked like he was thinking about it, and then he told Robbie, "All right, you, you know, you better go. You better head on out." Robbie gave a small smile, and as he did, he said, "Thanks for driving me, Dad." As he got out, and that was that was a sad and a happy scene to me right there. It was. It was sad because Johnny has probably not driven Robbie to school in a long time. If ever. If ever. And then I think Robbie was remembering the remember the kid drawings, you guys, yeah. that he found and all that. And so he was trying to he was seeing Johnny in a new way, seeing that Johnny cares for him a little bit in his own way. So it was happy and sad. The father son relationships can be some of the hardest ones sometimes, you guys. At least yeah, it seems like he's not harboring like anger or resentment towards Johnny anymore at this point, which is good. At least things may be changing. There's a lot to get over. Yeah. You know? I'm not, I don't think it was over, but yeah, it was. he definitely was feeling something a little different. You're right about that. And as John, as Robbie got out of the car, you guys, did you notice Johnny's face? Like He looked like he wanted so something. To, he, he looked like he wanted very badly to say something more. Like He was like, he wanted to say something, but he held back. And it was some really, really great acting there from William Zabka. He does a, a lot of small things with his facial expressions. And what do you think Johnny was trying to say or was might have said there as, as Robbie left the car? About him and Daniel learning something from each other? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just felt like... It just well to me. I was gonna say that it just felt like he wanted to say like you know I love you son or have a good day or, but he 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 didn't even know what to say. He kind of held back and yeah. I guess he just uh, he just felt awkward. He didn't. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard for him to express like affection towards Robbie. You know, so I'm trying to say. I think it's just hard for him to ex- express uh, affection just in general. Probably. Well, he can he can do it a lot towards Miguel. True. I don't think he's ever told Miguel that he loved him. No, not that far, but yeah. I mean, I just so and I was it, it's because it's the father, it's it's the father thing, you know. He, uh, Johnny has a hard time being the, the the dad to his actual son, and that's because I think, you know, because of the because of the past. Yeah, yeah, he has Sid and Crease. That was yeah. his two dads, so it's a hard time. It's probably a hard time saying. Saying those things, you yeah, know. Yeah, he he didn't know how to how to show it. That's what I, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, and uh, I can uh, I can relate to Johnny in that aspect of sometimes. Well, Cole, there's no bad students. You know, there's only bad teachers. So you're and you're you're a good student, dude. So don't worry about that. 
But things things are starting off pretty heavy here. Do you want to dive more into what you were saying there, Cole? Uh, about about what? Just, just about how you can relate to it more. I, I, I didn't mean oh, to cut yeah, you off about there. no. I'm just saying I can kind of relate to Johnny in that aspect. About it's kind of hard to uh, to show uh, affection uh, if you're yeah, especially if you're raised up in a household where you don't see a lot of that going on. That's, right, right. Yeah, so I can kind of. It can kind of relate to that. Yeah, like so, so. This show it touches on some some real life stuff, and I'm glad you brought that up, Cole. It's it's it is some real real life stuff. So it can affect you, and it can make you feel a certain ways. So we can talk about that more. I was gonna say, yeah, things are pretty heavy there. Do you have anything else to say about that scene before we go into the first day of school here, Cole? No, I think it's just uh, it, it's good to see. Johnny trying to bond with Robbie, I guess, but it's just, like I said, it's just kind of too little too late at this point. At least Robbie is, like, uh, making steps to, I guess, level with his dad. He, Like you said, I think him seeing the uh, drawings that Johnny held on to kind of helped with that. Because this whole time, he, he just thought that Johnny just didn't care, care about him at all or even think about him. But now, now he realizes, okay, I guess he did. The whole time, but you know, Johnny just still wasn't there whenever he, he actually needed him. But it looks like that's turning around, so um, I like that. And then uh, I think uh, Robbie's right. I think um, Daniel and Johnny could learn uh, something from each other, which I think they kind of have a little bit, just especially like in the last episode. And uh, it's kind of sad to just see that uh, turn around right now. Well said there, Cole. Yeah, they can learn some stuff from each other, so they just need to start getting over this rivalry that's at the center of all this. And, yeah, it's important stuff. The Robbie looking at the uh, little drawings, is a, it's a huge part. That's a huge scene. Uh, it's, a, it's a key to some of their uh, change in their relationship. So I'm glad you went back and talked about that again because it is very important. I think it really affected Robbie. In the next scene, you guys, we are in the high school hallways, and it is the first day of school here, y'all. And we are with Miguel because Johnny didn't pick up his phone. Miguel was leaving a voicemail, and and did you notice what Johnny's voicemail was when you call? It said, "Hi there, you're reaching the smartphone answering machine of Johnny Lawrence, sensei of Cobra Kai Karate. Please leave a message, and I will get back to you when I get a chance." <laughs> he doesn't quite know how voicemail no, works no. classic Johnny that was a funny one man I picked that up on the subtitles but then the uh, camera swung past them and we went to Sam at her locker Robbie was coming up behind her and kind of in a joking voice he was like excuse me I'm new to this school can you help me find Miss Santino's class hey it's that bad, huh? I like that because he, he came in playfully there. You know, he knows all that stuff that happened. He knows Sam is in trouble with her parents, and you know, he was involved. And I think the way that he approached her shows a lot about who he is. You know, he's he's coming in in a playful and positive manner. When he could yeah. have come in, yeah, he, he could have come in and just been like, 
you know, hey, am I in trouble with your parents? Or, you know, he could have, like, you know, because they're dating, he could have been asking if their relationship was still cool and making things, like, real serious and drama. You know, so I just I'll, I just like the way he came in there. You know, how would you feel about that? Yeah, he uh, he he knows things are awkward right now, so he he comes in uh, just kind of nonchalant way to break the ice there, I guess, make things less awkward. Exactly, exactly. So Sam uh, responded to that by saying, "Hey," but then she like looks straight to the ground, looking very upset. So you you, you already know. He said, you know, is it that bad, huh? So she was like, she feels like an idiot. You know, she should have gone to her parents. So she knows that she messed up. She knows that she messed up. And, you know, she's been messing up a lot lately. Sam has, y'all, a lot. Sam sucks. But I hope her character can turn around from here. I I really do. And it seems like she knows she's messed up. We got to see a change from her because I haven't been happy with what she's been doing lately either. Robbie started to nod his head in agreement, you know. And then Sam said, I'm sorry. That made Robbie look up, and he's like, what for? It's it's my fault, too. But then Sam didn't answer, you guys. Sam went si- silent, you know. Silent Sam. That's a good name for her. Silent Sam. Yeah, Silent Sam. We've Yeah, we came up with that, like, in the first season, I feel like. Because she's not good at lying, you know, she doesn't know what to say sometimes, or it's hard. She she just goes silent. That's, or maybe that's a big slimy Sam. <laughs> no, that's for Silver. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right, slimy Silver. Yeah. <laughs> silent Sam. Yeah, we gotta save. We gotta save that one for Terry. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> but uh, so she's definitely being Silent Sam right now, and it's a big character trait of hers. She 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 can't really lie very well like what did she she was trying to say she was sorry for something and what was she trying to say she was sorry for do you remember uh maybe the 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 kiss maybe the kiss yeah the kiss exactly kissing miguel and cheating on him she cheated on him y'all don't forget it would be a hard thing to admit to so i'll give her that but teen drama you guys Robbie nodded, though, from that, and he was like, okay, from now on, no more lying. Okay, no more lying. So I'll get, And so how did Sam respond to that, Cole? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. She didn't say, okay, let's, you know, let's agree to that or no. She went silent. Silent Sam. But Robbie stayed true to his word, and immediately, immediately he said, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. Miguel gave me the Medal of Honor. And I put it in the backyard so someone would find it. Why would you do that? I didn't want him to earn any points with you. And we had just kissed, and... I guess I felt insecure. Thank you for telling me the truth. Yeah. Robin Robbie. <laughs> Robin Robbie. Silent Sam. <laughs> A really big admission there from Robbie. It sucks. that He did mess up there. 
So it's it's Sam's turn now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that Sam looked her looked him in the eyes, and she settled herself, and she said, "Robbie," and like she was about to tell him something. Well, it feels better to get that off my chest. Robbie. But the school bell rang, and man, it's just another big missed opportunity there, isn't it, Cole? Oh my lord. Sam sucks. <laughs> well, the bell rang, dude. What are you going to so do? So what, dude? So what did the bell ring? It was a tough thing to admit to. She she took she was saved by the bell there. Unfortunately, so Robbie smiled and he was like, "Hey, I, I can't be late on my first day." And then they shared a small kiss as Robbie left. But Sam was yeah. still looking really upset. That girl has done that boy wrong, dude. No, she has. She's yeah. Done Robbie, done Robbie wrong. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he, maybe he does deserve it. I don't know. He oh, hit the medal. No way. But no way did he hit the, he he the medal? But no, he, you're right. You're right. He didn't deserve that. How did that scene make you feel, Cole? Made me feel like I don't like Sam even more. Mm, digging in. <laughs> I, I didn't like her to begin with. Now I like her less. I've gone, I, I've gone up and down with Sam, but she just doesn't really have a whole lot of redeeming qualities about her, to be honest. I mean, there's not. A, I've seen way more bad from Sam than I've seen good. I guess. Maybe she can turn it around. So, do you have anything else to say about that scene before we move on, Cole? Sam sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you got and me that, on that one. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We are in the next scene. Uh, you have to say that one again later, Cole. That was funny. <laughs> uh, we are in the next scene, and we're in the school office, y'all. We are at one of the teachers. She's on the PA. You know, She's welcoming everyone into the first day at West Valley High School. And as she was doing that, we cut to the science lab where... Hawk and Miguel were sitting down, you know. Hawk was saying, dude, you kissed Sam nice. Hawk's a punk? I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Hawk's a punk? Hawk's a punk? It. Hawk's a punk? There it is. Hit, do you have the uh, soundboard? I wish we could hit it right there. Oh, man, yeah. We, we'll throw that that's one. what we need to do. Ah, throw yeah, that one in right there. Yeah, we need to start doing that. Hawk's a punk? Hawk's a punk? <laughs> Miguel responded, no, not nice. He should not have done that to Tori. And Hawk was saying, hey, you know, why limit yourself to one chick? Team Miguel? Rotation. Yeah, Team, team Miguel. And then, but then some kid went up to Hawk and he was like, hey, man, I just wanted to say that I also went to bed till I was 13. <laughs> so it killed his cool image. And <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the story, the, the story is going around the school now. Yeah. Yeah, everybody saw Dimitri. Everybody heard Dimitri. Yeah, that's right. And so he knocked... Hawk knocked all those books out of his out of his arms, and he said, "Get the hell out of my face!" <laughs> so Hawk's, Hawk's a punk again. Oh my god! <laughs> Hawk's a nerd. Hawk's a nerd. Hawk's a nerd under all underneath all that. Don't forget. <laughs> oh man, y'all's ears. So we cut from there to the principal's office, and the principal was in, interviewing for a new security guard. And who was that, Cole? <laughs> it was Stingray. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was looking at his resume, and he was like, hey, um, 
You know, it looks a little spotty. And then he asked him, do you have any actual security guard experience? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have any actual security guard experience, Mr. Oh, Stingray. Just one word, Stingray. Hmm. I don't have any actual experience per se, but I just recently won the Black versus Red Challenge at Coyote Creek. No big deal, hmm. except for the karate community. It's a very big deal. My sensei has been very pleased with my progress, and I think in time you will see a yellow belt strapped around my midsection. Do you remember how he answered to that? I think he tells him about how he's like, uh, I've got experience uh, doing really well in this karate class. He, he mentioned about how he won the uh, won the Coyote Creek uh, tournament and got the last headband, which he actually pulled out of his coat and showed it. He did. Put it he back. spun it. It's like, not, you know, not, not a big deal. Actually, very big deal in the karate community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when the show does that. Kind of makes fun of itself a little bit. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, he had it. And then he was like, hey, yeah, in time, you're going to see a yellow belt around my waist. And and that got me thinking, do you know the order of the karate belts? Ooh, I don't think I actually do. Uh, I know it starts with white and ends with black, but I don't know much about there the in-between. Well, that's okay. I was going to say that we don't have time to talk about it tonight. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to get into the order of the belts. But uh, spoiler alert, you guys, yellow is the one that comes after white. <laughs> so you're just talking about one <laughs> okay. up from there. That makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I had to look that up, so it's even funnier. How many, you know, just a question, though, how many belts are there? How many different belts are there? Uh, you know, I think it goes white, yellow, orange, brown, a green, brown, purple, black, something like that. Okay, that sounds, I think, yeah, that sounds right. We're going to we're, we're gonna talk about that, you guys. Um, we have a lot of stuff planned for you guys for next season. And that's going to be part of it, but yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, yellow comes after white. It means you've, you're you no longer a novice. Man, I had a, a buddy of mine uh, uh, back when I was in college. He was taking uh, Kung Fu. And he said at his uh, his gym where he learned that they only had two they only had the two belt colors, man. Just white and black, and that's it. You're a white wow. belt until you're a black. Bam, there it is. Mint, boys to men. So... <laughs> Classic Stingray, man. Classic Stingray. He even started asking. He was like, hey, you got a really nice setup here. And he was like, but what is the teacher's lounge situation looking like? <laughs> so he's already looking for the perks. So that's cl- classic Stingray. So some super funny stuff there. Stingray's weird. <laughs> are you kidding, man? Stingray's the best, dude. Stingray, Stingray represents, exactly. I think Stingray re- represents the represents the, uh, yeah, the audience of that show pretty much. That's exactly right. The millennial, the millennial. He's the he's the millennial in the between between the, the the Gen Z and the Gen X. That's right. So I love him, and so some super funny stuff there. And do you have anything else to say about that before we get, shall we say, a little bit crazy up in here? Ooh, nope. I think uh, it was just funny to see Stingray there. They gotta write him into the to the high school somehow, right? So that makes sense. Yeah. Will be a security guard. Yeah, he's part of the dojo. He's part of the kids. He's part of the show. Get him. Get in here. <laughs> like, huh, how can we make this guy? How can we make this guy show up at school? A place he's totally shouldn't be at. <laughs> and uh, and they they made it work. That's exactly right. 
So I'd have two Cokes now, you guys, because it's about to get wild up in here. I'm all out of breath from running, but you guys, we are the next scene, and we are back out in the hallways. The teacher's finishing up some announcements. Robbie's getting settled at his desk. Sam's at another desk at another classroom. Hawk and Miguel were in the science lab. And where is Tori right now, Cole? Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. She's still yet to be seen. Yep. Because at that moment, we heard some struggling happen over the PA. The teacher was saying, you're not supposed to be in here. Someone grabbed the mic. And the students were like looking around in confusion. And yeah, you guys. It's terrible Tori in full effect, you guys. She's got her war gear on with a red shirt, with a camo jacket. She's got spikes and everything, man. She has come out of the shadows, and she has a message for Sam, doesn't she, Cole? Oh, yeah. Samantha LaRusso. You know what she did, and now you're gonna pay for it. I'm coming for you, bitch! Oh my lord, that is such an iconic line from Tori now. It's like one of her most iconic lines. Such a good one. And she said, I know what you did, and you're going to pay for it. She also said that, too. Ooh, that's right. She said, I saw what you did. And then she threw down the PA, and Sam looked upset, but Robbie was confused. You know, he doesn't Tori's, know what's... Tori's cool. <laughs> Terrible Tori. <laughs> Terrible Tori. She's coming in, and but Robbie doesn't know what's going on, y'all. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. I want everyone to get ready, you guys. It's about to go down. The students, they filed out into the hallway. And speaking of the soundtrack, you guys, the soundtrack song that plays during this fight scene and everything is called Hallway Hellscape. And it's one of the best songs in the whole series, you guys. It is so badass, and it's perfect for what's about to happen. So there's a lot of really cool karate action there's a lot of really cool stuff that happens, but do not forget about the music, you guys. Trust me. I mean, it plays like each character's theme when they're fighting and stuff. It does a lot of great things. It's a badass song. So, Cole, please jump in at any moment during all of this, okay? During this big, big bust up. Because we're about to talk about it. So, the students that are filing out, and Tori was flying down the hallway in a rage. She's got that super mad look on her face. And then she spotted Sam, and they faced each other in the hallway with a bunch of kids gathered around. Man, I'm just loving all this. Miguel was sprinting down the hallway, too, because he knows. He knows about Tori. He knows that it's at least partially his fault, right? Yeah. Debatable. Hey, that's why I got my Miyagi-Do t-shirt on tonight, you guys. Miguel was sprinting down the hallway, and he was wearing kind of like a neon red sweater. And then Robbie was also sprinting down the hallway in order to protect Sam, and he had on a sky blue hoodie. Sam was wearing purple and dark blue jeans, and I, I really like how they like, color code the characters, you know, still. I mean, they were doing it at the party, and they've been doing it. They do it, I just love that. I just want to point that out. 
And I also like the different camera angles as Miguel and Robbie, they're like running towards the fight. That was so, so cool. So, y'all, where the hallways converge, Tori found Sam, and they were finally staring across from each other face to face. Things went in slow motion as they began to circle each other, man. I saw what you did at the party. You kissed Miguel. Tori broke the silence, and she was telling Sam, I saw what you did at the party. Ooh. Do you remember what Sam responded, how Sam responded to that? Um. How did, how did she do it? How did she do it? What Sam do? She went silent. That's right. She didn't say anything. That's right. Silent Sam. Sam went silent, man. That's what she does. So Tori went on. She said, you kissed Miguel, and ooh. That's how Robbie found out. That's exactly how Robbie found out. He was standing right there, and he heard that. So, teen drama. How did Sam respond to that call, do you think? Sam sucks. <laughs> she had, she just kind of started stuttering. Um, yeah, uh, she didn't uh, say anything. Yeah. She didn't say anything. Oh, my gosh, y'all. And, Silent yeah, Silent Sam. Sam. That's exactly right. Silent Sam. And you guys, you know that we love the karate here and the teen drama. And this rivalry between Sam and Tori has been building for a while now, you guys. And we talked all about it. Since the country club, man. Since the country club. Since uh, getting pushed into the cake. Exactly right. And grabbing her bag. The Miguel situation. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. The roller rink situation. Yep. The drinking game. And then the kiss. I mean, oh my gosh, the writing has been fantastic. And it is a massive rivalry right now. And the rivalry between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do has also been building for a while now. You know, they almost got into a bust-up at the party. Oh, yes, it has. So they might get dragged into it as well. And if they get dragged into it, then you and I might get dragged into this fight as well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you got I was also going to say there's not a lot of stunt doubles in this fight scene, you guys. These are the actors they're really doing most of That's most awesome. of this. Yeah, they're really doing most of it. They did a lot of training. Uh, when I was breaking it down, you know, it was mostly them the whole time, you know, only a few times is it a stunt double. And I think it's really really cool that they learned karate and they did the fight scenes. And, you know, Robbie, Miguel, Hawk, you know, they're, you can tell they're really, really good. Tori can, you know, fight. Sam can fight. And the stunt doubles were doing cool stuff, too. So it's a great fight scene. There's there's nothing like this anywhere else, y'all. Good on the, uh, the actors for, I guess, probably actually training. Really good on the actors. And they get better as the show goes on, too. But this is an amazing fight scene. So, whew. Okay, you guys, take a deep breath. So here we go. All right, folks, get ready. It's karate time. Sam couldn't say anything, and so true to the Cobra Kai teachings, 
Tori struck first. She came in with a strike with her right arm, which Sam dodged. Robbie started to move in. It was already kicking off. Sam ducked Tori's left hook, and she turned to run away, but Tori grabbed Sam by her backpack and pulled her back into the fight. She should have dropped that bag. Yeah, and it's, yeah, she, she tore right off. That's right. And then Tori did a front kick to Sam's midsection that sent her back into the crowd. Ooh. Some of the other Cobras, they caught her, and they threw her right back in. Tori was there, and she started wailing on Sam with some overhead punches, which Sam was trying to block. But then Tori tried to kick, which Sam used to spin Tori around. And as she came around, Tori tried a spinning heel kick, but Sam was able to move back. So they're fighting hard, you guys. Tori kept it up with a left kick, which Sam blocked. But then Tori grappled Sam and started landing knee strikes before she tossed her into the locker. And then Tori tried to follow it up with an elbow strike. But Sam moved out of the way, and Tori just hit the locker. But I was going to say that Sam hasn't done any offensive moves yet so far. It's, Tori's just really beating the crap out of her at the beginning here. Well, that's the Miyagi-Do way, isn't it? Well, we'll have to find out. Because it's not over yet. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing a lot of blocking. She's doing a lot of dodging. But I think I think Sam's a better fighter than this. She, I think she's got caught a little bit off guard. And, but Tori is beating her really bad right now. And But why do you think Tori is able to take it to her so hard at the beginning of this fight? Tori's been planning this out. And she's full of anger and rage. And she kind of caught Sam off guard, I guess. She called her out, let her know she was coming. But uh, she was ready for it. Whereas I don't think Sam was. Yep, she came in hot. You're exactly right about that, Cole. And back to the fight. Tori is crushing Sam, and she needs help. And that help comes from in the form of Robbie. He finally gets there, and he he pulled Tori off Sam, and he got in between them. He, like, asked him if she was okay. But then Tori started attacking Robbie, and he, like, spun her around as make her stop. And he, he did have her hand on her, okay? And that sucks, because right at that moment... Miguel came running around the corner, yeah. and that's exactly what he saw. He, he that's exactly what he saw. Yep, he just saw. He always sees his Robbie pushing Tori against the locker, pretty much. His hands against her throat almost. One hundred percent. Rickenberger was also there attacking, and Robbie was holding down Tori, but he's kicking at Rickenberger, and Hawk was there. So Miguel yelled, hey, and started running in, and this is just starting to kick off in every direction right now. Kids started running in. Sam yelled to Robbie, and they, they said, and Robbie said, hey, you know, we need to settle down. We need to figure this out. But then Miguel came in and tackled Robbie from the side. It was a straight-up tackle. Yeah, he just immediately reacted to what he saw there. No hesitation. No hesitation. And we're going to talk about that later, too. So as they fell to the ground, they fell there right next to Chris and Dimitri. Chris was saying, hey, man, we got to do something. And Dimitri said, yeah, good idea. I'll go find a teacher. <laughs> he ran off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the ground, Miguel was swiping at Robbie. As Robbie backed up, the camera cut to Hawk. He was like, ooh, it's on. There's some really good camera work there. Oh, yeah. Hawk comes in, and you can tell he's like, he wants this. He's He wants he's, it. He's, ready. he's like, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, trying, to, trying to be cool. 
He did say that it was like his war cry. Hawks of Punk. And he Hawks of Punk. <laughs> and he he like clotheslined a dude, and then some guy tackled him. So it really is a hallway hellscape right now. Perfect name for this awesome song that's going on. Mitch was there, and uh, he got slammed up against with Chris, and you know they are old school friends, but they're rivals now. And Chris started backing up, saying, hey, I'm not going to throw the first punch. But Miguel shrugged and said, too bad. And so they're going at it, too, as Bert and Nathaniel were also going <laughs> at it. <laughs> Bert hit him with it. You're going down, nerd. <laughs> Team Bert. Team Bert. Team Nate. Team Nate. <laughs> Nate. Nathaniel responded with, come and get it, dickhead. <laughs> so funny, these two kids, dude. Those two, are the, yeah, they're, they're hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. So it's some really, really good karate action, but then it makes you laugh, too. So uh, things are pretty even between them, too, as they're going at it. But back to Sam and Tori. They were both grappling each other and spinning like four around. Four different fights going on right now, I think. Dude, it was almost, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to put into audio, but I wanted to get some of their fighting stuff down so we can see how they fight. Because they do. There's a lot going on, but there is some really good karate-style stuff happening. And you can tell... So I wanted to get a little taste of that, if y'all can pick up on it. So Sam was able to push Tori up against the lockers, but then she had to duck another right hook as, as Aisha ran up, and she told them to stop fighting. <laughs> but then somebody came up as another Miyagi-Do, pushed her, and then she body-checked him up against the locker. She was like, you want some of this? So even Aisha is involved now, too, you guys. Uh, team Aisha? <laughs> exactly. Still. So Moon was also there, and she was wearing a bunch of beads and stuff. She was like, come on, guys, can we get along? Then Rickenberger started <laughs> fighting someone near her, and she just screamed and ran off. Classic Moon. Classic Moon. Trying to keep peace. So... Hawk noticed that he was bleeding now, and he was like, tasted his own blood, man. It was so funny. The camera panned up to Miguel, throwing Robbie up from the ground to the lockers. And so they were really, really going at it, you guys. The Miguel-Robbie thing, they were pretty even, what I was seeing. But a lot of the offense was coming from Miguel, is in my nose. It was mostly Miguel. Robbie right now is trying to block. From what I can see, Miguel is a slightly better fighter than Robbie. But it's pretty slight, you know. They're both they're about even, but it seems like Miguel's just a little bit better. He's yeah, he's definitely more aggressive right now. We determined that he is, fights with anger. True. Not a good thing. That is not a good thing. Yeah, he's he's using it. I mean, and Johnny told him to harness it. That's how he taught him. So they kept fighting in the background as the camera moved back to show Sam. She's still trying to block head kicks from Tori. But then Sam was finally able to land a front kick on Tori for going in with a right strike, which Tori dodged. Okay, Tori keeps dodging her right strike, I noticed. And they traded blows until Tori kicked back. And then Sam was able to do like one of those rolling grapple things that she did. So she got him there, and <laughs> this was a nice one for Sam there. But Tori got up and just went into berserk mode and like screamed yeah. and tackled Sam with her nails out. It was crazy. So 
Hawk was wailing on a Miyagi-Do, and he threw him into the ground right at the feet of the principal as Stingray showed up. You guys, <laughs> this was such a funny part, man. You saw what he did, right? He came in. So don't worry, I got this handle. I can handle this. 100%. And the students were filming, and like this was all one take, you guys, basically. It was so cool. He was still in a suit when he entered the fray, of course. And he comboed one of the kids into the lockers, and he put his leg up on the locker, and he could see his sock and everything. And he hit that kid, and he gave Hawk a high five in the middle of all of this. <laughs> so funny. He knelt down, and he karate chopped a kid's back knee, and he <laughs> hip-checked a dude into the locker, and he like wiped his nose in a badass way. The kids went crazy. And what do you think about Stingray's entrance to this fight? Uh... I think uh, maybe an adult probably shouldn't be hitting minors. He's a security guard now. <laughs> he doesn't got the job yet. <laughs> so, yeah, when that happens, it kind of makes us move into stage two of the fight. So, y'all, woof, let's take a quick breath. There's a lot of fighting in that scene, and it was really, really cool because it was all like one take almost. It was cool. It didn't have a lot of cuts or anything, you know, like a real crazy action movie would. It, if, if, if you notice, it was kind of like John Wick. It just it allowed us to see the actual fighting moves. Yeah. The camera just kind of pans around everything that's going on at once. Yeah. And you can see how different, how the fighters are fighting differently. You can see the Miyagi-Do teachings. You can see the aggressiveness of Cobra Kai. And what did you think about that first stage of the fight? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. You can uh, really see uh, that these kids uh, have learned from their respective dojos and are using exactly what they've learned against each other. And uh, it's cool It's cool to see that. You can even you can see, like you said, exactly some of the... Uh, the teachings that uh, Daniel would have taught these kids, and and uh, vice versa with uh, with Johnny, and I guess Crease as well, and it's cool. It's cool. It's cool to see them finally all use that against each other, like that, like they've been wanting to so uh, for so long, and now they're finally able to. The dojo war has exploded here, and yeah, I did want to get some of their fighting styles down and see some of their cool moves, so. Yes, it's so great because we get to move into, if you're ready, we can keep moving into the stage two. And at that point, the fight spills out into the main school lobby area entrance. And Tori was pushing Sam to the doors. And the whole school looked like it was watching the fight now. Tori did a series of kicks at Sam, which she blocked and dodged. Then Sam tried some another punch. But Tori grabbed her arm through and threw her to the ground, right? And that's the second time she's done that. So Sam got up, and she was like... Could you just stop it already? What's the matter? You can't keep up? Started chasing her up the stairs. So this was like some kind of swashbuckling scene now with people going upstairs and all kinds of stuff. It's an epic fight. It was totally epic. Dimitri was finally able to bring a teacher there. But he was like, uh, he one of the teachers ran in and Rickenberger like flipped him over. So Mr. Palmer was like, "Screw this! They don't pay me enough." Yeah, <laughs> so I think that, one of the one of the teachers got like hit in the face. Uh -huh. And then, yeah, the other guy sees it. He's like, "Yeah, they don't pay me enough for this." 
So yeah, that's exactly where the teachers are. Yeah. They're allowing this fight to happen. So at that moment, y'all, Hawk spotted Dimitri, and he started chasing him, and they have a big rivalry too, kind of. So Robbie was pushing Miguel up against the pillar. Everyone's fighting, and but there was some good trash talk here. Robbie said, you can't cheat your way out of this one. And what is he referring to there, Cole? I'm, I'm guessing the, uh, the tournament. 100%. From the, from the first season, yeah. He still feels cheated out of that trophy. It's a big deal. Team Robbie. <laughs> but Miguel headbutted Robbie, and he said, Like that move? Learn it from your dad! Ooh. So that's personal. Yeah. That makes it per Boo. I do remember him saying that. Boo. Psychological warfare. <laughs> it was. Yeah, he got him. It got under his skin. It did. Miguel then noticed Sam and Tori fighting on the stairs, and he started to run towards them, but Robbie leapt over the stairs with a kick. It was so cool that Miguel dodged, but as they fought, Mikey and Rickenberger, the two Cobra Kai toadies, they started to hold down Robbie. Who are these guys? <laughs> so they were helping out Miguel, which allowed him to keep going up the stairs. But guys, in the hallways, it's still going on. Chris and Mitch were still going at it. Mitch was able to kick Chris to the ground. He said, you should have stayed in Cobra Kai. You could have been a badass. If you remember that. Yeah. But how did it end? Oh, he comes back up. Hits him in the face of the book. So who's the badass now? So all I got to say to that, Cole, is Miyagi-Do 1, Cobra Kai 0. Ooh, I think, yeah, you're right. So there it is, y'all. It doesn't lie. In the computer lab, Hawk was hunting down Dimitri, and he was saying, Dimitri! I know you're in here. Figures you'd hide in the computer lab, you damn nerd! And it was like some <laughs> monster movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like that. He's all trying to hide... Dimitri's all trying to hide in the shadows as Hawk's trying to, trying to get to him. Yep, and as he was walking around, that song is, is is evil Hawk theme. Okay, there's good Hawk theme and there's evil Hawk theme. So that music is different there too. But yeah, he even found him and he said, boo. You know, he started yeah, to chase him again. Boom. Yep. Back in the lobby, you guys, Sam and Tori had fought all the way up to the second story balcony now. Sam was looking pretty hurt. Tori kept coming over, though. Sam tried to block and dodge, but then Sam tried to throw another punch, which Tori grabbed and flipped her over, and that's the third time she's done that to Sam, so she really seems to have her number there. But as Tori tried to go after Sam on the ground, Miguel grabbed her, and he's like, Tori, it's enough. He's, he's trying to stop the fight, too, kind of. So Team Miguel, a little bit. But Tori kicked Miguel back, sending him yeah. to the ground. Ooh. Yeah, but she was just in rage mode. You know, she even looks back at him like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't mean to, but... No, I think she's a little... She might be a little bit mad at him, too, over the, the kiss thing, you know? Yeah, so, that's right. She kicked him. She had a look on her face. It was some really good acting from Peyton List there. She seemed really conflicted in, in rage mode. Back on the stairs, Robbie was able to kick Mikey down, and he ducked an overhead kick from Rickenberger, and he swept his legs, taking him out, too. So nice one, Robbie. So he started running up the stairs to the second story, too. 
but Miguel tripped his legs, and if you noticed, the camera angle was like him on the you know face on the ground. It seemed to be like yeah. a callback to Karate Kid One. Yeah, exactly. Miguel just put his leg out. Here comes Robbie. Trips right over it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when Ali tripped the Cobra guys. Yep. And meanwhile, back in the hallways, Nathaniel and Bert, they were also still going at it. And Bert actually broke Nathaniel's glasses. And that sent Nathaniel into a rage. Let's go now, it's on. Mm-hmm. And he, and he was pummeling into the ground until an actual security guard picked one of them up. And he, like, picked both <laughs> of them up, kind of. Just like, like straight up, just picked them up. Just picked, just picked them straight up. Yeah, yeah, they were, like, still <laughs> going at it. Still, so funny. So that one was kind of a draw. But, yeah. It's getting serious now, though, you guys. We're about to enter stage three of the fight. And, woof, man. Do you have anything to say about stage two before we keep going? I like seeing uh, Bert and, uh, and uh, Nathaniel fight. I want to see more of that. It's a big rivalry. <laughs> it's a big rivalry. But, yeah, it's about to get serious now, you guys, because up on the second floor balcony... Tori had Sam by the hair now. She was dragging her across the floor, and she dragged her down the stairs, and Sam hit every stair going down. Sam was able to get up, though, and she pushed Tori away before Tori came back at Sam with a right strike, which Sam did dodge. Then she was able to land two knee strikes on Tori, then a right strike to her face, followed by a spinning back kick. So, so Sam is down, but she's not out. And I will say that she's the only team that ever trained with Mr. Miyagi, so she is a good fighter when she wants to be. True, I never actually thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Sam followed that up by asking Tori. Is that the only way you know how to fight? Dirty? This isn't a tournament. There are no rules. And she moved her metal spike bracelet from her wrist turned into like brass knuckles with spikes now and if y'all remember this was foreshadowed in that first scene with Tori and Aisha when they became friends and so Sam started looking scared and are you still team Tori? I think Tori's making a bad call here it's getting interesting y'all Hawk was still chasing Dimitri down the hallways he was able to catch Dimitri in front of the trophy case he started landing kicks and blows on him until Dimitri, surprising himself and using the muscle memory he learned from Miyagi-Do, was able to start blocking Hawk's attacks. And then he eventually caught Hawk and said, no hard feelings, and he spun him around. And he did a front kick on Hawk's face, which sent him into the trophy case. It shattered the glass and everything. No hard feelings? <laughs> Sorry, Eli. Dimitri looked down, said, Sorry, Eli, his real name. And that makes it Miyagi Do 2, Cobra Kai nil, doesn't it, Cole? It does. <laughs> it does. Dimitri. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give props to Dimitri, though. Good job, Dimitri. I think, yeah, I think Hawk came in too hot there. We're, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But right at the end here, on the balcony, Miguel and Robbie were going at it, and it was very, very even. I was checking it out. Miguel ran up, 
and they were both doing kicks and blocking each other's kicks. Some really good karate action here, you guys. It seemed to be about even. Then Robbie yelled at Miguel while he was on the ground. He said, he said, that's for taking advantage of Sam. So he was, like, trying to protect his girlfriend's honor here, right? Yeah, he's trying to blame the whole thing on, uh, on Miguel. That's right. Miguel responded, I would never. But then Robbie cut him off yelling, then why did it happen? And Ooh, team drama, you guys. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Miguel flew up from the ground in anger, and he is an angry fighter. We just we established that. But on the stairs, y'all, Sam was dodging Tori's strikes. You know, she had the metal spikes now. And it was really cool because there was like a metal slicing sound effect every time she threw a punch. Yeah. I'm like, how, how sharp are those spikes, really? Maybe she sharpened them. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we'll go with it. It was it was uh, it was really cool those sounds <laughs> yeah it was it was scary but it was cool it was cool Sam was just able to block though as Tori kept landing blows Sam was able to block though Tori just landing blows until Sam tried to right strike which you know Tori's got that number she caught her arm and then Tori was able to use her spikes and she actually cut into Sam's upper right arm y'all. That made Sam scream out in pain and she fell to the ground. And then Tori grabbed Sam's hair, y'all, and she held the spikes right to her face, saying, No mercy. And there's the title. That's Greasy Crease, isn't it? It's totally Greasy Crease. Totally Greasy. And she went in for the spikes straight at Sam's face, y'all. A little too much grease, man. She got a little too much grease rubbed off on the Tory, man. He's got in there. That's exactly right. But the last second, y'all, Sam was able to block, and she got up. She was able to kick Tory over the railings, but she immediately grabbed her arm. She's in a lot of pain. I would say that's a that's a draw. I feel like they both really hurt each other in that fight. They're both really, really hurt. Yeah, it looked like it hurt. I mean, Tory got. Uh, flipped over the railing. That looked like it probably didn't feel very good at all. Yeah, but I don't think Sam could continue the fight. She's really hurt. She got cut. She got cut bad. Which is a... Tori, that's a felony. Felony. Felony, Tori. <laughs> Back to Miguel and Robbie, you guys. Miguel was able to get Robbie on the ground. And he was landing knee strikes. And then he kicked Robbie across the ground over to the handrails. Miguel kept kept attacking, and he he said, "She doesn't love you. She loves me." She doesn't love you. She loves me. That's so crazy, man. He's he's really making it personal. Oh gosh. But that angered Robbie big time. And he started to fight his way up, and he was actually able to land that double kick against Miguel's chest. That is kind of starting to become Robbie's special move now. And you know what the worst part of this whole thing is right here with uh, Miguel and, and Robbie? What's that? They're fighting over Sam. F fighting over a but few things. Continue. <laughs> That's good. Hey, let's <laughs> bring that up in just a second. Sam sucks. Because something's about to happen. Sam sucks. Robbie kept landing a combination of strikes and Miguel. So Miguel was able to fight his way out. It's really, really even between these two guys. But I, I wanted to slow things down just for a second because let's really see what happens, you guys. 
This is how it happened. Let's slow it down, y'all. Whoa. Miguel has Robbie on the ground. And he began to get a flashback when Johnny told him. I wasn't taught the difference between mercy and honor, and I paid the price for it. If I'm extra hard on you, it's only because you have the potential to be better than I ever was. You want that, don't you? He's remembering Johnny's words about mercy. And we talked about mercy and we talked about honor. It's very gray, very gray area, man. Gray. So Miguel let go of Robbie's arm and he said, I'm sorry. And so he has Robbie down on the ground. And there's a bunch of kids around reacting and saying, Ooh, right. And they're recording you with their phones. And, and the whole school seemed to be there, including, like, girls and everything. But but Robbie wasn't done, though. Okay, y'all. He yelled in anger. He pushed his way up in a furious combination of kicks. He kicked Miguel towards the railings, which caused Miguel to go back first over the side. As Tori screamed out, Miguel and I... No, <laughs> this and he fell two stories. Two stories landed on the handrail of the first level. Robbie ran to look over the side. He, there was cops already there. They were calling for an ambulance. Sam looked up at Robbie and said, what did you do? And man, in that split second, he just ran off. It's phony. He just ran off. It's a big deal. And as the camera slowly panned up from an unconscious Miguel, Hawk and Sam went to check on him. As the cops pushed them away, and all I have to say about that, Cole, is Miyagi-Do 3, Cobra oh, Kai's. God. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just oh, joking. No, I know, I know. I'm just joking. I'm totally <laughs> joking, y'all. No, I love Miguel. I love Miguel, and I'm very saddened by this. <laughs> and but how Only did... because Miguel showed mercy. Only because Miguel I know. showed mercy. So how did that make you feel, Cole? Man, it made me sad, dude. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Miguel. Is he is he is he dead? We don't know. He just got he just fell off two stories, and his back landed against the railing. So you know he might have broken his back. And Robbie, I don't think Robbie necessarily meant for that to happen. You know, he looks like he he looks surprised as everybody else does. And he knows though that he doesn't need to be around anymore when the cops are there, and he gets out of there quickly. Yeah, I probably would have left too. <laughs> Dang, that's a big deal. So, y'all, that was a crazy, crazy, crazy fight scene. And there's a lot to talk about. So, I got a, just a few questions here for you, Cole, if you're able to keep going. Yeah. So, did anything stand out to you during that fight scene? Yeah, you mentioned uh, earlier about how the kids uh, 
are wearing uh, different colors. And I did catch that. It looks like most of Miyagi-Do has on some some type of red. Uh, I didn't really notice a big uh, difference with the uh, Miyagi-Do kids. It seemed like they were all wearing different stuff. It didn't seem like there was a, maybe a little bit of blue was in there, but but not actual blue for some of the kids, I guess. But I did notice that all the Cobra Kai's were definitely wearing some some red. Um, and then yeah, you could you could also definitely point out the uh, different fighting styles between the dojos. Like you said, uh, Miyagi Do was uh, mainly just all defensive uh, blocking at first, and then uh, um, Cobra Kai came in uh, hard with the uh, offense as as they should or as they've been taught. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely see that uh, these kids have. Uh, you can see where they've learned their karate from, and uh, it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, way noticeable. They, they did a really good job. The choreography uh, was really, really great. They were actually nominated for a, a, a award for a fight. Uh, they they didn't win it, but they were nominated for a best uh, fight scene for uh, one year for this. So it was pretty pretty cool. Why do you think Dimitri was able to beat Hawk? I think, uh, and this goes back to. The very first Cobra—I mean, sorry—the very first Karate Kid movie. Dimitri's taking a page right out of Mr. Miyagi's book. Mr. Miyagi, his style and the way he taught Daniel was to use your enemy's uh, momentum against them. You know, use their use their own energy against them, and that's exactly what Dimitri did. He waited for uh, Hawk to attack. He moved at the right time and then swung Hawk right into the uh, or kicked him right into the, uh, uh, the trophy case. But that's, that's that was totally a Mr. Miyagi move. You're exactly right there, Cole. Well said. It was definitely a Mr. Miyagi move. Yeah, uh, Hawk was coming in too hot there, too aggressive. And with the muscle memory, I think even Dimitri surprised himself there. He did. And, of course, he had to make his own his own smart aleck remark. You know? <laughs> hey, everyone's got to have a one-liner afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie didn't have a one-liner, I guess. Uh, maybe we'll have to come up with one. That'll be bad. Um, so, do you think this is a big one? Do you think Tori was justified in attacking Sam at school that way? Um, I think, I think uh, what Sam did justifies Tori's anger, but I think it was wrong for Tori to have called her out at school to fight at school. They probably should have waited till they were somewhere off school grounds to do all that. Just, you know, out of uh, respect for all the other students, I guess, pretty much. You know, I think it's bad form to fight people were in, in, in like a common area, pretty much, you know. I think um, if you're going to, unless you know you're outright being attacked just randomly, it's okay to fight anywhere. But, like, I think if it's, Tori had this planned out, you know. And I think uh, if she was going to do it in a honorable way, she should have uh, waited till after school and found some place where they could have just gathered. The kids could have watched if they wanted to, but they should have found some place off school grounds to do that at. But I think uh, Tori was justified for. Uh, I think I think Tori's anger was justified. I can agree with you there. I think she has a reason to be angry, but yes, she probably should not have done it at school. <laughs> What an entrance, though. Um, seeing as Robbie had nothing to do with this situation, right? He isn't really, I mean, the Sam, Tori, Miguel thing. I mean, he, 
he isn't he wasn't really involved okay i mean he's part he's involved because he's dating sam but he didn't really instigate anything you know it was kind of just them so do you think what i'm trying to say is do you think miguel could have stopped to see what was going on in the hallway before he just attacked robbie yeah he could have but i mean he he's got feelings for tori still and he comes around the corner and he just sees this guy attacking his girlfriend more or less and he just reacted. He just snapped, dude. And I, I, I got to say, I, I would probably react the same way. You know, if I just showed up and I just saw some other dude putting his hands on my girlfriend, I would, without hesitation, I would start attacking him. So I think, yeah, Miguel could have kept his head and stopped and been like, hey, what's going on here? But I think he had a natural reaction and he just went for it. I think I'll agree with you. He has a natural reaction, but I think he knows that Tori is there to attack Sam, right? He knows that. And he knows that he was the one that kissed Sam. And he knows that Robbie is dating Sam. So I don't think he would... He he should have known that Robbie was not straight up attacking Tori. He's defending Sam. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it... It don't matter, man. If you come around the corner and you see some dude with his hands on your, you know, he's got his hand was like on Tori's neck. It was there, yeah. You know, and that's all I saw. I mean, dude, I, I, I got to say, I would react the same way, regardless of if, if I knew what was going on. He is a teenager, so I'll give you that. I mean, even as a grown man, I'd still react that way. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so even being a teenager, teenager makes it even even easier to do that so would you agree though that robbie was trying to stop the fight in the hallway he was he was he was trying to restrain tory and then uh make sure that uh sam was okay okay would you agree that miguel started the fight between himself and robbie yeah he did i mean he you know like i said he just saw robbie and, and reacted I'll agree with you there too. It's building up. So wrong place, wrong time for all of it, dude. I know. Wrong place, wrong time for all of <laughs> the it. The writing. Uh, here's another real big one for you, Cole. Was Tori justified in using her spikes against Sam? No, I think Tori just knew she was losing to Sam, and just that was like her last ditch effort. But it's not necessary, man. I got to say, uh. It's never, it's never necessary to pull a weapon in a fist fight unless you're like, just outnumbered like three to one or something. You know, it's never okay to pull a weapon unless the uh, attacker comes at you with a weapon already. Someone's fighting you with her fist. Just you know, just for lack of a better term, you know, just uh, be a man and, and take your loss. You're not trying to kill someone. Uh, at least I hope not. Unless, you know, like I said, it's a gray area. you got to know the level of force to use. And right then, Tori was not using the correct level of force. She took it up. She escalated it when she shouldn't have. Yes, a couple of things there. I, I agree with you mostly. If I was Tori, I would say, uh, in defense of myself, I would say, you know, she said that there are, you know, because what you're talking about is like a little bit of honor, right? You, you know, take your licks, you know. Well, I'm just saying even illegally, dude. 
Like even le- like if you if you're out in public and someone is attacking you, even legally you got to know when to use the escalation of force. Because if not, you'll 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 go to jail or you'll you'll face charges. You'll face charges for doing something stupid, like pulling a weapon when you're not supposed to. Right, right. She, her defense might be, you know, it's this is you know it's not a tournament. You know, there are no rules. So she's all about that no mercy right now. You just gotta you gotta know when to escalate force, and I don't I don't feel like Tori needed to do that. But she did. Greasy crease, do anything to win, right? I think that I think the reason she pulled yeah. out the weapon was because she was losing. And she needed to win. Exactly. She knew she was losing, and she fi- I guess she at that point she felt like the only way she could win was to pull a weapon. Yeah, and to show no mercy. That's what it comes back to. All from crease, you guys. He's still teaching. The teachings are still there. But I'd like to fast forward to the end of the fight real quick. On the balcony with Miguel had Robbie pinned down. And it's a big deal right here again. Mercy, no mercy. When Miguel said, I'm sorry, and he let go of Robbie. He let him go. This is such a big deal. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we can go on with this at another time. But it's a big one. If you are Robbie in that situation and you've been attacked, you've already established that he was trying to stop the fight. Miguel has started the fight against Robbie. You've already agreed to that. So when Miguel stops fighting, is Robbie under any obligation to stop fighting as soon as Miguel, the person who started the fight, decides he wants to stop fighting? Man, I think... uh... Miguel, I mean, if, if I don't know if Robbie heard him or not. Miguel did apologize. He said, I'm sorry, and let go of Robbie's arm. If Robbie had kept his cool, then, yeah, I think maybe he, he should have stopped at that point. They should have stopped and agreed to, to be done. But, unfortunately, um, the one time that... Uh, uh, Miguel tried to show mercy. It backfired on him, and I think Robbie went against uh, Daniel's teachings even at this point. And uh, I think he just re- he just retaliated at Miguel out of, out of anger. He was just still angry about the whole thing. I think it's also a natural reaction from Robbie. To be honest, I mean that's just a natural reaction too. If somebody's got you uh, in an arm bar and is about to break your arm, I mean. I think you'd want to make sure that uh, they you got payback for that. So I think uh, Robbie's reaction was was natural as well, but he went too far. I can agree with you there, but I just wanted to come back and get like a yes or no. Like, are you under any obligation to stop fighting as soon as the person who's fighting you decides they want to stop fighting? Do you do you have to stop when they stop? If they started um, if you, it, if, if they started it, if they started if you have it, any, if you have any sense of honor, yes. I would say no, and I like to. I like this. We can get into this discussion. Um, I liked your reasonings. I do agree with you that it's one hundred percent a natural reaction. So I wanted to talk about real quick the reasons behind Robbie's moment of rage, real quick. I guess, I think uh, if if you want to fight, you know, and you know that you won, there's no point to continue fighting. And I think I think uh, I mean, that's where Miguel was at at that point. But Robbie obviously was not done. 
Robbie wasn't done when Miguel decided that he was done. And so first there's the Miguel and Johnny thing, okay? Miguel is receiving the father figure support from Johnny, right? Who's Robbie's dad. There's more to this than just the fight. There's definitely more. There's definitely more to Sam. Yeah, you're right. There's more to it. Yes, exactly. Also, if we go back, Miguel deliberately injured Robbie at the All Valley. Remember his arm? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I there's do. that okay. too. Okay. Miguel fought dirty at the tournament, the All Valley, and he, he, did. And he won when Robbie probably should have won. Okay, so that's we'll, we'll throw that on the pile too. Miguel was also taunting him about how Robbie's father, you know, had a you know, he had a better relationship. You know, he said, I learned that from your dad. Remember he said that? Yep. And he said, uh, he also said about Sam, he said, you know, she, she doesn't love you, she loves me. Okay. Miguel also kissed Robbie's girlfriend. Okay, let's throw that on the pile, it's massive. And Miguel could have been taking advantage of Sam while she was drunk. Robbie doesn't know that. You know, he didn't know how the how the kiss happened. He just knows that she was like fall down, blackout drunk, and then so he th- he could you know potentially could have thought that Miguel took advantage of her or something. He did definitely, but that could be on his mind too. And another thing I got to say is that Robbie has been let down by so many people in his life. You guys, his mom, his dad. He's been dealt a rough hand in life. Poor. Living on his own. Okay, late okay, lately though, he's been trying to be good and he's been keeping a positive vibe, you know, trying to be better. But the world keeps screwing him over, y'all. And now the guy who has injured him, stolen his relationship with his dad, stolen his win at the All Valley tournament, and maybe he has stolen and take advantage of his girl has now physically attacked him on the first day of school. Yeah, I can see why he hates Miguel. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to say, because we see things yeah. from Miguel's point of view. Other students, they were filming it. They were laughing. And even though Miguel did stop fighting, I think at this point, like all of those things just combined and made Robbie snap. And I think that's exactly what happened here. Yeah, he just uh, had a fit of anger, you know, and just decided to. And it's like I said, it's a totally natural, totally natural reaction from Robbie. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you there's a difference between doing things that you should do opposed to doing things in the moment. You oh know? yeah. And I don't know if Robbie even thought about like, uh, like stopping the fighting at that point. He's like, okay, I see a free chance for me to get back up. I'm going to continue fighting. Yep, I'm yep. not going to let this guy do this to me. The adrenaline, all those life's frustrations, it all built up in that moment, and I think he just snapped. So, yeah, I think I'm glad you kind of see that as well. So I, sh- I just have two more, two more questions, and that's it, if that's okay. So Robbie spent most of the fight with his back to the railings during that fight, do you think Robbie was aware of his surroundings when he kicked Miguel? Or more specifically, do you think Robbie meant to kick Miguel over the railings on purpose? No. In fact, it looked like when Robbie kicked Miguel, he had his, his back, like I said, his back was towards the uh, towards the railing or towards 
his back was turned towards Miguel at that point, so I don't think he even knew Miguel had gone over the rail until he turned around and saw it. So, no, I don't think he meant to do it at all. I'll agree with you there. I'm glad we got that on record. There's another big one here, and it could have a lot of answers, but whose fault is it that Miguel went over the railings? Sam's. (laughs) 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 Oh, lordy lord. That's massive, dude. (laughs) That's massive. Okay, well... I got to say, it's a lot of people that are at fault. I got to say, <laughs> Crease is at fault because he taught Tori about no mercy. And Tori used that no mercy stuff. That's why she's attacking Sam in this way. It's it's all because of Crease's teachings. Yeah. Miguel Kreese. might be at fault for starting the fight with Robbie, right? And he's, he's the one that kissed Sam. So he might be at fault, too. He should, he, should, he should have figured out what was going on before he just tackled Robbie, in my opinion. The school might be at fault for not having enough security, right? They should have shut this fight down. Sam might be at fault for kissing Miguel. I don't agree with you there. And then Robbie also might be at fault for kicking, for actually doing the kicking. So I feel like it's a lot of different people that are at fault here and Robbie's involved, but I just got to say, it's not totally his fault. I have to say, I think that's what I, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically it's his fault, uh, for, for kicking, uh, Miguel over the rail, but I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think he meant to just kind of happened. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right in in the aspect that, uh, it's the teachings of the of Crease that ultimately probably led to this. I want to blame Sam, <laughs> even yeah, though I know she's uh, part of it. Even though I even though I know Miguel and uh, and Sam are like uh, kind of mu- mu- you know they should mutually be blamed for that kiss. But I feel like uh, I'm going to blame Sam. Sam's fault. <laughs> she's definitely wrapped up in it. It's Sam's fault that uh, that Miguel went over the rail. Is Johnny at fault for teaching mercy to Miguel? Partially, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Johnny's trying to do better for himself and teach the kids better, but I guess maybe Crease is not always wrong. Ooh, the no mercy. Exactly. It's great. I told you, like, this gets into that gray area with the no mercy, man, that we were talking about. Mercy, God, it's so, it's tough you just, I, I hate to, I don't know, man, it's hard to ta- describe, but you just have to, like, know within the moment when to escalate and when to de-escalate force. It's very, it's, it's a very in-the-moment thing. It really is, and I, I'm glad we talked about it that one time, and there's more to talk about there. We're going to re, re, revisit that, because there definitely is more to talk about honor and mercy, and do you have any questions for me about the fight or anything like that? Which uh, which which fight did you like uh, seeing the most? You know the Tory Sam thing. They built it up so well, and oh, man. yeah, seeing Sam try to get away with running away, and her backpack got pulled off, and then Tory chased her all the way up the all the way up the stairs, and they were talking trash to each other. And then when Tory grabbed the spikes out, and Sam got so scared, it was man, that was fantastic stuff. I was. 
on the edge of my seat. How do you feel about that? Do you think uh, Tori was justified in bringing the spikes out? Probably not because it wasn't a life and death thing, but there's it wasn't a tournament. There's no rules. I mean, it was a straight up fight. I mean, they're fighting at school, but it's a I mean, it's a fight. And and when you when you when you get involved in a physical altercation like that, you really do take your life in your hands because, you know, once one wrong hit and you fall down, you land a certain way. Hey, you get kicked over the railings. I'm really glad that this show showed that there is big time consequences for making a physical altercation happen. Oh, yeah, so you got to think about it. I mean, all it takes is one punch. You can really, you can, somebody can lose their life or get seriously injured, which is just what happened with Miguel. So it's really good how they, they show the fun part. I mean, it is action and karate and stuff, but it's, 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 it's real life stuff. And just like Mr. Miyagi real said, consequences, yeah. real consequences. And the best way to avoid a punch is to not be there. You know what I'm saying? So it's the peaceful way of Miyagi-Do versus the Cobra Kai stuff. And there's a lot more to talk about with that. And do you have any more stuff to say about the school fight in general? It was kind of a long time coming for that one, I think. God. Man. Finally can't. Finally came to a to a to a head there, and looks like for the most part, Miyagido was victorious, man. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I need to reevaluate the ways of Cobra Kai. Just go Team Cobra Kai for life. Yeah, they're not happy that they lost. So, except for Kreese. except for Kreese. Wow, you guys, crazy, crazy fight to school. But here's the aftermath, you guys. We are at the next scene. We are at the LaRusso household, you guys. And we are at the old pool house dojo, you know, where Robbie's been living. And, yeah, the camera panned across the room. Daniel came in, and it's pretty clear that Robbie didn't come by here or he left in a hurry, you know. Like, do you, do you think he came back to the house or do you think he just left? Oh, I, he probably just took off. Yeah, I, th- I think he just left, and he, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he went back. Yeah, all of his stuff is still there, including his skateboard. Like there were some clothes still there, and Daniel's book from Okinawa, which he was reading. Which yeah, throw back to the second movie, by the way. <laughs> exactly, nicely. So, and then under those clothes, I also saw Cole. There was another book, and it looked like something about the four forty second. Did you see that? Yeah, that's the unit that uh, Mr. Miyagi was in, right? Yeah, good call again. You got it. Yep, and that was, and they were the most decorated unit in World War II. The Japanese unit that fought against the Nazis. That's right. Europe. Mostly composed of second generation Japanese Americans, and that's that's real life stuff, you guys. So we're we're going to talk about them more in the future, but you know, Daniel, he was picking up that book and he was looking all sad. As Amanda came run, like she came running in from the high school, and she just got the news about the school fight. So can you imagine getting that news? Not good. Not good. It's the aftermath, you guys. We were at Johnny's apartment as well. You know, he's putting the TV back on the wall that was broken. Which TV is yelling now? That's that was TV death number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but his, you know, his new smartphone was making noises. He's getting annoyed at it. So it was more Johnny versus technology, of course. 
And then, you know, he's there, and we got a cry of anguish coming from the Diaz apartment. You know, Carmen was getting the news from either, like, the school or the hospital about Miguel. You know, I mean, it's a big deal. And he, you know, Johnny started to go over there as we cut to the hospital. And Miguel was on the examination table. They're checking out his x-rays, and he was in pretty bad shape, wasn't he, Cole? Yeah, he uh, his back hit a, a railing. Uh, so I can't imagine he's in very good shape. He got knocked out. As as, as of right now, he's uh, still in a coma. It's a coma, you guys. Because, you know, we love the karate action here at Never Dies. But in real life, you know, the fighting, it has consequences. You know, you hit somebody the wrong way and they fall down or you punch them too much. One one time, man, you can kill somebody. So it's 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 a it's a really big deal. You got to think about things before you take it to that level. And we'll be dis- and we'll be discussing that more in future episodes. But I'm glad that the show shows that you know there is consequences. To, you know, it's 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 not just glorifying the karate. You know. But I just hope Miguel is going to be okay for now. Carmen, Rosa, and Johnny, they were all there. And they're all hoping the same thing. And, you know, the doctor is talking to Carmen. She's, she works at the hospital. She's a nurse, so she knows what's going on. And they were saying the next 24 hours is critical. Johnny asked if he's going to pull through. Like, it is, it's a big deal. And, you know, Miguel's unconscious on the hospital bed, on the hospital bed, in a neck brace, and so, like, how did you like? How did that make you feel seeing him like that, Cole? Um, you know, afraid for him. Uh, not sure what's going to happen to him. We're hoping that you know, Miguel's like, I'm Team Miguel. Oh, Team Miguel. <laughs> right. uh, and um, it, I, I don't like seeing him in the state. But you're right, man. This uh, this does uh, good on the show for for showing that there are like real consequences to uh, to fighting, and this is something that can actually happen. Um, and he's lucky to. Uh, have uh, have survived this, you know, so hopefully he pulls through. Yeah, hopefully so. It was a big fall, you know, and, you know, other people got hurt as well. You know, Sam, it was not, not hurt as much, but, you know, she is also in the hospital. They're fixing up her wounds from Tori's spikes. And those, she spikes had, didn't, those spikes didn't look that sharp, dude. They got her, though. <laughs> hey, they got her. And it looked like at least 20 stitches. I was trying to count. And she's definitely getting scars from that, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And she's looking pretty beat up. You know, and her parents are there, Daniel and Amanda. Daniel was saying it's going to be all right. It's all right now, okay? Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to make sure this girl gets expelled. I don't care about Tori. I just want Miguel to be okay. <laughs> I can't believe Robbie would do that. It's all my fault. Oh, no, no. No, don't say that, Sam. And yeah, they're already starting to blame Robbie for everything. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. And we, and we talked about who's to blame, and it's, it's difficult well, to say. Sam even said, it's my fault. And Daniel was trying to console her and say, no, don't say that. It's not your fault. But, yeah, I'm sorry. It is Sam's fault. She's at the center of things. It's. I'm sorry. It. This whole thing was Sam's fault, I think. We can... Uh, <laughs> 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 She's definitely at the center of things. They fought about 
I'll, I'll agree with you. They fought no, over I, we, Sam, we've, but, but we've gone know. over the kiss. We've gone over the kiss and like, they're both at fault, but Miguel's the one that started the fight though. We, we have to say that, you know, he's just, the one that uh, made it physical. We, we talked of, about it. <laughs> I kind of just want to blame Sam. <laughs> she, it, she definitely can be blamed. I can see the, where you're coming from with that. I can the definitely kiss, see. It's the kiss heard around the world. It's the kiss heard around the world. And we talked about the kiss, the te- juicy teen drama. But it sucks because there's real-life consequences, and she is looking very sad and hurt. And it's tough stuff here, you know. Amanda was crying. The whole family's upset. Sam's fault. <laughs> it was all Sam. <laughs> but, y'all, um, we can't forget about, you know, Johnny. You know, he's looking in on Miguel. And do you remember what happened next, you know, as Johnny was looking in on Miguel? Yeah, he, he uh, finally had a, a voicemail come through after mm. his phone finally finished updating. And it happened to be a voicemail from Miguel asking about uh, relationship advice. And uh, it made it made Johnny tear up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was the one that Johnny denied when he was dropping Robbie off. Right. And it was a really sad voicemail, especially coming from somebody who's, you know, unconscious on the hospital, you know. And, yeah, here's the voicemail, you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it here. Hey, Sensei, it's Miguel. I knocked on your door this morning, but I guess you already left. I'm having some girl trouble, and, well, you're better at this sort of thing than me. I'll come by the dojo after school. My mom's working tonight, so maybe we can grab a burger at that place you like? All right, talk to you later. And you know, hearing that just broke Johnny's heart. Like you said, Cole, you could see it on his face. It was some really great acting from William Zabka there once again. You can see from looks on his face just how much it was tearing him apart, man. Like, he really does care for Miguel, y'all. It's a big deal. Yeah, and it, it feels like they may not be as close as they were in the first season at this point, you know? Uh, of course, Johnny's been dealing with, with things with uh, with Robbie. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Miguel even mentioned going to get burgers at the place that Johnny likes because mm, it's yeah. something they like to do together. Uh, and yeah, you could tell it really, it really hurt him, uh, especially the fact that he wouldn't, he didn't, you know, answer the call when it came in at the time. But understandable why he didn't, I guess. Yeah, but that would tear you up for sure. So Definitely. he's, yeah, he was standing there. We even had one of those karate kid wide shots as he was standing there like alone in the hallway with his hand on the door it was really really sad stuff and but as you know johnny was taking the elevator to leave out of there you know who else was doing the same thing it just happened to be daniel oh my gosh and what did they have to talk about they didn't say a word to each other actually (laughs) they looked at each other you could tell daniel would look like he was ready to fight but they both held their tongues and they just rode the elevator down without a word. Without one word, and this it sucks because they this is just after they shook hands at the Mexican restaurant and everything, but now they seem even further apart than ever. Yeah, definitely. 
And like, even though it was only one floor, I, I bet it was the longest elevator ride of their lives, man. Super awkward. Super awkward, and you know they could have started arguing and blaming each other in the elevator. But why do you think they weren't able to talk to each other there? They knew it was the wrong place, wrong time for that. Both of them. Yes, it was such an awkward and tough elevator ride, and I feel like they could definitely blame each other on that. But you know, I feel like they're also maybe blaming themselves a little bit for what they did you know it's just a tough tough ride down there and do you have any more stuff to say about the hospital scene before we before we move on i think i did have one thing to to mention about the uh hospital scene yeah let's back up um johnny didn't he he tried to apologize to uh carmen right when they were there and she basically told him she never wanted to see him again that's right i missed that part so, yeah, we can go back and talk about that. I kind of skipped over that for some reason. I, I guess I did, too. I don't know why. but uh... Okay, so I, we can say it right now, and so I'll just go back. So, like, out in, the waiting, out in the waiting room, you guys, Rosa, you know, she's there. She's comforting Carmen, and, and Johnny's standing there, and he, you know, how can you even apologize for all that stuff? But he tried. He tried to say he was sorry, but Carmen wasn't having it, was she, Cole? Not at all. She blamed Johnny for for uh, what happened to Miguel, pretty much. Said, uh, you know, he was a sweet boy before he got into karate. This is uh, this is Johnny's fault, and she basically told him she'd never want to see him again. I'm so sorry. Sorry? Sorry? Before Miguel met you, he was a sweet boy. He avoided fights. Now look what you did. I never want to see you again. And this is this is right after they like had that kiss and maybe started dating and stuff. So huge, huge blowback there. And like, how did that make you feel? It's like all falling apart for Johnny, man. It's uh, sad. Sad stuff. It's the aftermath. He he did not want this. This is the last thing he wanted, and, and it happened. At the next scene, though, you guys, we are we're at the Cobra Kai Dojo, and it's later that night. It's later that night in the valley. Johnny's pulling up in his Challenger, and he was drinking, you know. He had a bottle. That's that's what he does when he's upset. But I was I was thinking, Cole, shouldn't shouldn't Johnny be looking for his son right now? Probably. But does is he even aware that Robbie ran off? I mean, he's somewhere. He's got to be somewhere. Yeah, but for I mean, for all he knows, he could be back at the Larusos. Yeah, I do have that. I said he might think Dan- in my notes. I got you there. Yeah, he said he might think Daniel's taking care of him, but I still think he he needs to even maybe go Just to, to Daniel's. check on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot at this point. Uh, this point, Robbie was staying with Johnny, right? So, uh, yeah, I guess he he should be kind of worried about that. But Johnny just turned the bottle, I guess, instead. Oh yeah, you're right. He did get denied from Daniel, so. 
Maybe he wasn't at that. He, yeah, maybe he wasn't at the apartment either. That's a good call. But as Johnny is, you know, he's taking his bottle inside the dojo. The door's already unlocked, man. He walked in. He heard the sounds of the, someone training the Cobra Kai students in the back room. And when he went back there, you guys, it was Crease, greasy crease. Greasy crease. This is the greasiest thing ever, y'all. And he started things off by saying, Class, we have a visitor. Class! We have a visitor. And does that sound familiar, Cole? Yeah, that's from the that's called back to the first movie, right? That's exactly right. It's from Karate Kid 1 when Daniel and Miyagi first showed up to the Cobra Kai dojo. Class, we have visitors. Fall in behind me. Ice! So cool. I love how they throw the stuff in there like that. And what is Kreese up to, man? He's come out of his brumation here once again. What's like? What's going on in the back room here, Cole? Why is, why is he back there? He's uh, drilling a, a handful full of students that are still there uh think hawk was among the crowd there and they, he's uh he's still training them to i guess at this moment he's training them to punch that's right he's warming them up crease is back and he said he said he was teaching his students after johnny asked what was going on what does it look like i'm teaching my students your students you let them down when they needed you the most somebody needed to remind them what it takes to win And if you notice, yeah. when go ahead. See, the students even stopped turning and get defensive towards Johnny. They're ready to attack him almost. They did. They they stepped in as Johnny. You know, they stepped in to protect Crease to protect Crease from Johnny. Man, oh man, he's turned him. He's turned him. Hawk even said, you know, Miguel's in the hospital because of you. Miguel's in the hospital because of you. He showed mercy to Robbie King because of you. If he dies. That's on you. And do you think that is true, Cole? N- well, partially. Because, uh, he, I mean, it's, it's, somewhat, it's true. What Hawk said is true. I don't know if it's necessarily Johnny's fault if he dies or anything. But he did uh, He did teach them to uh, show, show mercy. And it backfired on Miguel. 100% backfire, and, and yeah, in my notes, I have yes and no, because that is a tough question, and it is. we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that next season, you guys. Crease went on saying, I told you not to show weakness. So Crease is comparing honor to weakness here. And when Johnny told Crease to get out, Crease had some news for Johnny, didn't he, Cole? What, oh, like, what did Crease do? What did Crease do? So, Crease says, while Johnny was away for uh, that bike, you know, that motorcycle trip he went on and the funeral and everything, Crease uh, had a talk with the landlord, Armand. And he's like, oh, well, apparently Armand doesn't like you so much, Johnny. And uh, handshake uh, deals don't really mean anything. So while you're away... Uh, I actually signed a contract to take over Cobra Kai. And he says it's his right because he's the one who founded it. Yes. He said he switched the bills. 
And now he owns Armand's Snake Karate. I mean, no, he owns <laughs> Cobra Kai again now. And yeah, he. I, I found it interesting that he had plans. This so he switched the bills around whenever Johnny was on that trip to go visit Tommy, right? Yeah. And that was before they had their bust up, really, about No Mercy. It was before that. So it seems to me that he had plans to take Cobra Kai back from the very beginning. Oh, he definitely did. Grease is greasy and always has been. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, y'all. Johnny said, you know, you can't do this. But as you said, Cole, Grease said... Of course I can. I founded Cobra Kai. It belongs to me. It always has. And it always will. And as he did that, he put his, if you notice, he put his hands at the top of his collar of his gi, kind of, like on both sides. And that is the classic crease pose, you guys. Yes, it is. And I love how the writers saved it for this moment. You know, we've been following Crease as he's been slowly slithering his way back into Cobra Kai and wearing his old clothes and everything. And now he's back into full Crease now. This is full Crease mode. Full full Grease. Full Greasy Crease mode. (laughs) And he said... I will never let my students lose. Even if they have to learn the hard way. And that was directed towards Johnny, wasn't it? I feel like. Yeah, I think he felt like Johnny was being too easy on these kids. Yeah, but I think he's referring to Johnny as his student again. Like he's trying to bring Johnny back into. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, because it's Cole. It's this power struggle, you know, we've been talking about, and I think Crease is trying to make Johnny his student again. You know, but Crease went on saying, "One day you will thank me for this." But before we go on, I wanted to say like. It's interesting that the students were like also willing to switch from learning, you know, from Johnny to learning under Crease. And why do you think they were all willing to switch over so so easily? You know, I, I, it looked like they were mad at Johnny. Well, they're they're kind of brainwashed at this point, I guess. You know, and into the 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 tenets of Cobra Kai, and I guess they feel like um, Crease is a more, uh, I mean, he's the he's origin he's the guy who founded Cobra Kai for one, so they probably think he's probably a better teacher because he's the one who who started it. And I guess uh, maybe the kid, at this point the kids appreciate the fact that he's tough, and um, they also uh, don't believe in showing mercy, so they mm-hmm. they uh, are agreeing with Crease's um, teachings, and uh, I guess. And it sucks because Johnny, you know, really did a whole lot for them to bring up their uh, uh, self-confidence and things like that. And they just threw him away like it was nothing. Yes, I totally agree with you there. They they saw the difference between mercy and no mercy. And they they kind of saw that mercy is didn't work with and Miguel. 
Hawk, out of all people, should be the most appreciative of Johnny at this point, also. So it really just shows you how much of a punk Hawk really is to just uh, turn his back on Johnny like that. Well, I mean, it, I will say his best friend is almost de- could be dead almost. You know, he's in a coma. True. Hawk is a teenager. He's super angry. They're all angry about it, you know, and... Former Johnny, Hawk uh, still be a nerd. <laughs> yes. So, you know, Team Johnny. Team Johnny. Team Johnny there. And it, it wasn't the strike first. It wasn't really the strike hard that divided the dojo. It was the it was the mer- no mercy versus mercy thing. And, you know, we went through a lot tonight, you guys. But we will definitely be exploring the themes of mercy versus no mercy a lot more next season. There's a lot to get into there. And we have some more great acting here from William Zabka. You know, Johnny's, he's looking sad. He's looking angry. He's full of regret and sorrow. You know, he's looking around and he finally says, you know, he says, this is a mistake. This was a mistake. You and Cobra Kai. It's yours. And that is the last thing that we wanted, right, Cole? Yeah, he's, I guess he's he decided he's done with it at this point. He is done with it, but remember what Johnny told Tommy at the campfire scene, you know? He, he said the one thing he wants is for these kids to not make the same mistakes that he did. Here they are. Here they are. He said, you know, he didn't want them to live their lives full of regret. Tommy said, you'll do it, Johnny. You're the champ and all that stuff. So it makes Johnny giving the dojo back to Kree so much worse, you guys, in my opinion. His students are really in trouble now. And as Johnny walked off, Kree started training them up again. And Johnny started to turn around, but then he but then he kept going. And, man, how did that make you feel, Cole? It uh, made me feel uh, sad for Johnny, like... All he wanted was to get his life back in track. He was finally, you know, making progress and teaching these kids uh, good morals and uh, being a good role model for them. And now he's kind of just almost back to square one. Went back to square one, and he's lost the dojo, y'all. Johnny has been usurped by none other than the brewmating King Cobra himself, John Kreese. He's back in charge. And another thing is that I think Johnny was really trying to prove to Daniel that Cobra Kai is not all bad. And now he just, there's no way he can come back from this when it, in that aspect. Yeah, he wanted it to change, but no, it's back It's back to No Mercy style. So, do you have anything else to say about that scene before we move on? That was crazy. Uh, no. That was a crazy scene. I can't believe it, you guys. Looks like Kreese has finally won in that power struggle for Cobra Kai. But in the final scene here, y'all, we're going to start off at the hospital. Daniel was coming back in with Sam's favorite sandwich, but she was gone for x-rays, and Amanda was saying that the doctors think that she may have a cracked rib now. So Tori really beat her up bad. <laughs> 
It's a big. She really got her. And Amanda's upset. You know, she says this has to stop. This has to stop, Daniel. I know you're right. I, I know. I swear. I'm not gonna let Cobra Kai get away with this. Enough not. with Cobra Kai. Don't you see what the stupid rivalry has done? Our daughter is in the hospital. No more karate. Okay. All right. Amanda, I know. You're right. No I... more karate. It's over. Do you think she's right to make that demand, Cole? Mm, I, I guess, you know, if you look at it from uh, her perspective as a parent, then maybe, you know, yeah, based on what's happened. But, I mean, can Daniel really ever give up karate? I, I think Amanda could make him. If anybody could make him, I think Amanda could make him. This... I mean, that's his whole persona. He sells cars based on the fact that he uh, does karate. <laughs> Yes, but it's gone too far now, she says. I, I can see where she's coming from. It's gone too far. Look look what your rivalry's done. It's tough, and it sucks. I, I think she does have something to say there as a parent. But, yeah, I agree with you. It sucks because, you know, the Daniel-Miyagi connection and Miyagi-Do needs to be taught, but it just looks like it's over now. <laughs> So and so, how does that make you feel, Cole? No more karate. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, if you know Daniel, you know that can't last. Yeah, that would be like really tough for him. That would be really, but, really uh, tough for him. You know, I think he's he's considering it. Looks like he's actually considering it. And Amanda, and Amanda looks like she's putting her foot down. So it's a total downer here, you guys. The the scene faded into a, a sunset here now, you guys. Or maybe it was even a sunrise, I was thinking, on the beach. As we got the, a cool modern version of Cruel Summer, y'all. And this one was by Carrie Kimmel. Yeah, kind of like a sad version of it. Yeah, new new version. Here's a, here's a bit. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning us around Trying to smile but the air is so heavy and dry And I, I think it hits this I think it fit this scene really well, you guys. And y'all don't forget, you know, Cruel Summer was, you know, from the Karate Kid one and and earlier in this episode as well. So the song's playing, Johnny's sitting on the beach, and I'm sure he had a lot to think about. He had a lot to think about. He probably had a lot to, to drink by this point also. Yeah, like I said, it could be a sunrise. And I'm sure he he I'm sure in the beginning he thought he was doing the right thing, y'all, by bringing Cobra Kai back, but it has totally backfired, and he is questioning everything now here, probably. And he was also thinking about Miguel, y'all. We had some we had some flashbacks here, the times him and Miguel really connected, and it was some yeah, really good editing. Season one. Yeah, season one, and it was like some really really good editing here. This when I was training for my first tournament back in 81. I want you to have it. Trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and oh, Who is the man? Tell me you're the man. I'm the man. It's a Cobra Kai. Never accepted. Cruel, 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 c
best things in my life has been teaching you. I'll always be on your side, and I'll always have your best interests at heart. Who's the man? Who's the man? Yeah, we got them saying who's the man and all that. Toasting to Cobra Kai, saying never accept defeat. And man, those were the good old days, weren't they, Cole? Oh yeah, that was Miguel's uh, first uh, first drink of liquor, I think it was. Yeah, uh, those were the good old days. And as the chorus hit, the cruel summer, we got another flashback of them in you know the diner scene. And man, you know he's in the watching him in the hospital. We then got a scene of Daniel taking Mr. Miyagi's picture off the wall of the dojo. And he's apologizing, saying he tried his best. And he, and he said he, you know, he was sorry, man. And that one really got to me. That yeah. one, that was a deep one. Oof, that one got me, man. And we got another flashback of when Johnny Carmen, you know, she had concerns about Miguel doing karate. Johnny was saying, don't worry. So... This it's Ugh. it's a tough one, y'all. Yeah. And so Johnny had enough, y'all. He turned away from the beach. He started walking back to his challenger. But he, he, do you remember what he did with that bottle, Cole? Yeah, he, he smashed it against the side of the car. Oh man, it went all over the Cobra Kai decal. It was super poignant there. But his new smartphone went off, you know, and he's just not in the mood. So what did he do with his phone, Cole? (laughs) Threw it right onto the beach. He chucked it. And he also chucked the keys of the Challenger into the open window of the car. So he doesn't want anything to do with Cobra Kai anymore. But the phone was ringing, and what was who, who was on the phone, Cole? What was going on? Well, he got a notification from Facebook. And it happened to be a friend request from Allie. The A-bomb. Allie with an I. The bomb dropped. There it was. Boom. It hit. She accepted his friend request. Boom. Right at the end. And I didn't think it could get any crazier, y'all. But Allie with an I could be on the way back. But it was cut to black. End of episode and end of season two. And wow, what did you think about that scene, Cole? Man, we're right back to where we started. Almost. Yeah, I guess we are pretty much. I mean, Johnny just lost, feels like he just lost everything. And uh, it made me sad. This whole this episode, wow, it was rough, man. Especially the, uh, this, this last part of it here where it just seems like both of them have uh, given up. But, you know, there's creases still out there teaching these kids, so they got to do something. They do got to do something. Like you said, I agree with you. Johnny's lost his dojo, and it looked like Daniel lost his dojo as well. And, yeah, how do you feel about the fact that Allie with an I might be coming back? Mm, well, at first, you know, I was thinking that Johnny reaching out to Ellie could create problems because he was doing so well with Carmen. But now everything's falling apart. And maybe reconnecting with Ellie might be what uh, Johnny needs right now. Or not. I don't know. It could throw another wrench in the plants. I think it's going to throw another wrench, my man. Exactly. So, yeah. What did you think about the, yeah, the episode as a whole? The fight? The aftermath? It's a big bummer, dude. 
the whole, I mean, it's a bummer. <laughs> right now, we're just kind of wondering what's going to happen next, you know. It's, it's sad to see uh, state that Johnny's in currently. It's sad to see uh, Daniel, like you said, putting away the, the picture of Ms., Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I guess Daniel, Daniel probably feels like he failed Mr. Miyagi. Oh, my gosh, yes. And failed his family. You know, he failed uh, Amanda. He failed, uh, he probably feels like he failed um, Sam as well. So it's just, a, it ends on a real down note. And it leaves you kind of wondering what's going to happen now. But I was thinking, what if they just ended the whole series right now? <laughs> what, if that was, what if that was just the end of it, dude? Just two two seasons only and that was the end of it. Crease won. That's it. Crease wins. Hopefully it doesn't end like that. But I agree with you. It was a downer. It was... Really, really crazy episode. I mean, there were some, there were some good laughs. The the fight choreography was amazing. Oh, yeah. The insane school fight and the aftermath. The fight was 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 cool. I mean, they, but uh, we got to see a showcase of everyone's uh, uh, skills and, and what they've been taught up to this point. So that was really awesome. But there were some major consequences that we're talking about, y'all. And it was a pretty dark ending, like you said. It was kind of like the ending of The Empire Strikes Back for me, in yeah. a way. Because just everything was falling apart and all the heroes were in trouble. So let's 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 see exactly where some of the main characters are here at the end, y'all. Miguel, I think, is in the most trouble here. He's in a coma. He, he might have a life-altering injury or he might not even survive, it seemed like. The next 24 hours were tough, y'all. Robbie is MIA and on the run from the police. There's probably a warrant out for his arrest, maybe. And he's definitely expelled on the first day of school, even. So we can't forget about Robbie, you guys. Sam is majorly injured. She's got the stitches and the scars, and she she seems kind of like an emotional wreck. She's all broken down from the fighting and thinking that she's the cause of everything. So she's having physical and mental scars here at the end. Tori went no mercy and used like a deadly weapon on Sam almost, even though you don't think they're very sharp. But, she, you know, she was about to hit her in the face. Didn't look like they were, but I guess they were. Because she used that, you know, she also might be in trouble with the with the cops, right? So she and, and she might be expelled from school as well. I mean, everybody might be expelled here. Daniel, no more karate for Daniel, and because of that, yeah, he loses the connection to Mister Miyagi and the Miyagi Do. So that one's down as well. Johnny is done with Cobra Kai. He's done with everything. He's on a drinking binge, and he's questioning everything he's ever done. <laughs> so he's at square one. And Kreese has taken back over Cobra Kai, and he's able to teach the students exactly what he wants now. <laughs> so it's a downer for almost all of the main characters. And Kreese is back in charge. And then Allie is coming back as like the cherry on top of all of this. So, yeah, like you said, Cole, really excited. Really need to see what happens next to to get these guys out of the hole that they're in. Oh, yeah. So, do you have anything else to say about that episode, Cole? My gosh. Man, what an episode. Uh 
No, I really don't. I'm just uh, sad to see it in this way. Uh, but you already know, God, there's got to be more. What's going to happen next? You know, that's that's. I guess, I guess it can only get better from here, right? Hopefully so. Yeah, fantastic writing to make you feel this way. And I really love the episode too. I, you know, all the fighting choreography and everything. You know, I I talked all about it, how I liked it. Um, do you have anything else to say about that? The season, season two, Cole, as a whole. Ooh, well, uh, I really enjoyed the season. Uh, we got to see a little bit more uh, in depth, uh, character wise, with you know uh, how Johnny is and, and the dynamic between him and Daniel, which I really enjoyed. Man, you know, like I want so badly for these guys to be friends, and they were almost were. <laughs> totally, they almost were. So. Hopefully uh, they can turn that back around. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens, you guys. It was a fantastic season. I loved everything from the beginning of the Miyagi-Do fix-up all the way to the crazy fight at the end and the aftermath. The juicy, juicy teen drama. I really loved how they built up the Sam and Tori rivalry. And we talked all about it, you guys. Oh, yeah. And you heard us talk all about it. But if that's all you have to say about that Cole I think we can end this one well I got one thing to say though we we know that Miguel's gonna be alright because why <laughs> because Cobra Kai never, never dies. dies that's right you guys well said Cole and if you're ready to end this one let's end it I just wanted to give another special thank you to the listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank yes, you, thank Cole. You. And yes, we will see you next season. Because like you said, Cole, Cobra Kai never dies. And we will see y'all next time. So thank y'all for being here. Bye, Cole. See you at Applebee's. See you at Applebee's, guys. <laughs> season three, here we go. Season three, here we go. Season three.